Oh, that's a hard one here. Actually, is is get learning dialects and accents. Oh, here I, must be. I understand maybe a third of what I'm what told. people say. <laughs> yeah, like it, some of the accents are so thick in the regions here. Like I agree, and like, uh, and after a while, you just have to fake and go, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't have a clue what you said, but I can't ask you to repeat it another time. You know, London pride has been handed down to us. London pride is a flower that's free. London pride means our own dear town to us, and our pride it forever will be. Whoa, Liza, see the Costa Barrows, the vegetable meadows, and the fruit pile pie. Oh, Liza, little London sparrows, Carbon Garden Market, where the Costas cry. Um, hello, welcome to Ari Shaffir's Skeptic Tank. This is episode 187. I'm here with Catherine Ferns. I'm in London. Everybody in Shoreditch. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Um, she's a comic who just moved here from Canada. I bought, I bought a one-way ticket. Really? So I have to make money to leave. Like, oh, I'm stuck here. you don't have enough cash. No. That's like those people in Thailand. There's all these like um, homeless white people. Okay. Because they came there for drugs, spent all their savings, and then it was like... Oh, I can't get home. I don't have enough money. And then at that point, you ain't white anymore. You don't get any like, I'll just get a job again. Like, it doesn't work that way. You're in Thailand. Nobody's going to fucking hire you. You have to do menial labor shit. <laughs> you don't just get white money. So you, you're saying that I've made the right decision. No, but okay. yeah, I guess you're not homeless. I don't know. I guess not I'm not coming your decision at all. Are you excited? Well, uh, that's what this episode's all about, Catherine. It's all about moving to or London, the city of London. Uh, I moved here when I was 19. And so... I have all these uh, like nostalgic kind of memories yeah. being back here. I lost my virginity here. Oh, congratulations to a yeah. Londoner. Uh, he was from New Zealand. Oh, we all make mistakes. What a cop out. Um, but it was in Camden in an alleyway. So it was a really? London, London experience. Wow. I went to Camden. It's for degenerates. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I went to deflower myself. Wow. What do you mean in an alleyway? Who was the guy? How'd you meet him? That's where you lost your virginity? Yeah. Okay. The first time? <laughs> Uh, so I went to a Christmas party where I used to work at um, Harrods. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be saying this. Harrods one. of London? Sorry, mm-hmm. you're not going to get another job there. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, I was fired. But anyways, so uh, it was a Christmas party and he was really cute. Sure. Been and, there. Um, and so uh, I was really drunk and he was like, hey, you want to go somewhere? And I was like, sure. Thinking, oh, he wants to like get to know me and talk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're in an alleyway and then uh, it just sort of happened. And I, No way, it just sort of happened. That's okay, we were... Making we're, out to like, okay. whoa, 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 how far are we going to go with this? And then, well, we were making out and yeah. then uh, I realized something was going to happen and I said, hey, do you have something, like a condom? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then I had to ask if it was in because I was so drunk I couldn't feel anything. Wow. And it was in. And it was in, and it happened. And then uh, I said, oh, I have my jacket back at the bar. I need to go grab it. During the sex? No, after. After the sex. And so I was like, oh, I got to go get my jacket. So he walks me back to the to the pub, and then the bouncer's like, you can't go in. He stays outside. I go upstairs to get my jacket. And then I started dancing with a South African guy that I worked with. No way. And, and then, then what happened? Uh, so the New Zealand guy was puking outside apparently, and then went home. Okay. And then the 
the guy from South Africa was like, hey, you want to go somewhere? And I was like, oh, now I know this what this means. And I was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. What? You fucked twice in a night? So then we walked around the red light district. You're like, I know a good place. <laughs> we couldn't find anywhere to go. Uh-huh. Everything was sold out. So we went to this. What do you mean sold out? Like it was all booked up. What was booked up? All the, the rooms in the red light district. Oh, you were going to get an actual place this yeah, time. Yeah, we were going to get a half an hour. like a lady. Yeah. I mean, I was 19. I was Canadian. Uh, And then (laughs) I knew what I was doing. So we went to a fancy hotel and asked the the bell guy, the lobby guy. I'm so high right now. Um, (laughs) We asked him, can we just uh, stay on the couch until the tube starts running again? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And then we went to the washroom. In the lobby of some hotel? Mm -hmm. You fucked in the bathroom there. Uh, Yes. And then, condom or no condom this time? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, I was safe. I was responsible. Okay. And so then uh, the tube started running. He left. And now I forgot to mention this. I worked with both of them. Oh, no. So they must then, have talked. So the next day I was sitting in the cafeteria and they both came over and sat down with me. <gasps> and it was so Because they were like, oh, I should say hi to her. I mean, yeah, I just, I just it was... It. They were both doing the awkward, like, hey, how are you? You're not pregnant kind of conversation. Yeah. Like, I didn't just, you know, yeah. use you. I, I, that's so <laughs> I like you. And then uh, I, it, news got out about it. And so I was um, I was called uh, selfish that I took two boys home from the Christmas party. And selfish. I wasn't sharing the boys with all the other oh. girls. Oh, I could see that. And because I was 19, this was my first time having you know being that intimate with someone i sort of took on that persona like i was like oh okay people see me as sexual i'm gonna adopt this sexual identity even though like inside i was still hurting from like being rejected by a guy in high school that i offered my virginity from and he said no yeah because he was gay oh that's but i didn't know that at the time it was it was an awkward conversation yeah I once turned down sex because some girl said, told me she had herpes. She was mm. like, just, you know, I should, she was doing a responsible thing, yeah, you know, yeah. and talking about it. But right then, I got a text from the girl I wanted to hang out with that night. Mm. And this girl, the one with the herpes, chubby, just Ew. like, was it? It was just like, mm. she called, she texted me drunk. She was like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out? And I was like, ugh. And the other girl wasn't. Mm. So I was like, uh, yeah, I'm home. But then right when that girl texted me, she told me the herpes thing. So I was like, you know what? We shouldn't do this till I think more about it. Yeah. And then I went with the one that wasn't. So that's the gross. only time you've said no to sex. Yeah, but I feel, oh, here's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I feel bad because I, didn't, I, I don't want her thinking it's because of the herpes that I couldn't have mm-hmm. sex with her on a, with a condom or something. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want to tell, like, a better option came by. Yeah. Now, now there's a lot of people, there's like one in four people that have herpes or something. Yeah. What happens if you meet someone and you fall in love with this person and then they tell you they have herpes? Like, I've always okay. thought, like, is that a deal breaker? I, or yeah. do I love this person so much I'm willing to get herpes for them? It depends, definitely depends how far in your relationship you are. If you're like right at the point where like, um, I, I, I love you. And then you're like, I think I love you too. Right then, if they tell you have herpes, like, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> but if like if it's like three months after that, then it's tougher to get out of it, I think. But here's the deal with herpes, I think. Okay. If, the, if they don't have any outbreaks, you can't get it from them. But as soon as they do, you will get it if you don't wear condoms. Because you can't wear condoms forever. That's ridiculous. No. I, I don't know what 
the science is. All I know is that I'm very lucky. I've slept with a lot of Australians. I'm very lucky. I feel the same way where it's like, I've been unsafe. I should have gotten, I should have gotten herpes by now. I know. I went, I've, I've written down a list of all the, cause I have a diary and cause I'm a girl. Okay. Whatever. But I highlighted all the ones that I made, um, unprotected sex mistakes with them. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize it was that much. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, only once in a while I slip yeah, yeah, up yeah. and I the, believe. Like, actual, like, and then I looked at it. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, but then you didn't get anything. No, never. Yeah, some people get lucky. Some people th- 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 the cracks. Do you start thinking you're immune to it? Um, uh, well, okay. No, one, me neither. <laughs> one guy, uh, yeah. he was trying to convince me not to use a condom. Yeah. And he was like, look. You've seen my stand-up. I've said on stage that I don't have AIDS, right? So it's we're all good. <laughs> no, you could have written that bit two years ago. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I, no, you could have something else. And he yeah. was like, what else could I have? And I was like, you're Australian. You could have anything. <laughs> you could have it all. <laughs> but no, I was lucky. I mean, I got tested several times over Post six haste. months. Yeah. I did that once. I went to get tested at the SAG clinic. Mm-hmm. And... um and they're like, uh, you were just tested six months ago. Is there any reason? I mean, like, we don't need to test you every six months. Yeah. It's kind of, he's like, why would you do this now? I was like, uh, I text with a Brazilian hooker. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's get yeah. you in there. <laughs> I call it the full meal deal. I just the go. Full meal in. deal, yeah. Get it all. Well, what about this? Get it all, man. Just get it all. Yeah. I want whoever the next girl is to know <laughs> she's fucking a virgin. <laughs> wow. Um, Very interesting. Well, this is great for an intro right there. Mm-hmm. So guys, this episode is about is about London. And so I talked to Pete Johansson, who I met a long time ago in Vancouver. Boom, connection to you. Also Canadian who's living in London. Um and we just talked all about London. So, you know, that's how we do this show. It's called Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank, episode one eighty seven. I forgot what I called it. An American warehoser in London. Could have been a hoser wolf in London too. I forgot what I said. Hold on, I got I got somebody made art for me. Fan wear hoser. Do you think hoser wolf is better? I like I like wear hoser because I went with it already. Mm. Do you have a Do you have a uh, input on that? No, you got to go with the the uh, yeah the parody part. It's got to be in the right order. Okay. Yeah. Hoser wolf though, you could just replace a word. No, it's wear hoser. Anyway, uh, let me do some quick dates, you guys. This, I'm coming back from London. I'm almost done with London. My trip. Uh, October 9th, 10th, 11th in Dayton, Ohio at Whiskers, Wiley's, excuse me. And then um, San Diego, the 16th through the 18th at American Comedy Company. And Appleton, Wisconsin at Skyline, 23rd through 25th. I'm getting ready for the special on the 29th. Um, so we open up some more tickets for seats. Um, I'm not going to sell them. I guess if you want to come, tell me why you want to come. I have like 15 or maybe 20 more seats per show. Yeah. Tell me on Twitter or Facebook why you want to come. And then I'll be like, okay. Like if you want to come far away, sure. Um, all right. And then the Maui comedy festival. Sorry, this is boring you, right? Maui comedy festival. I'm doing a storyteller show with Reggie Watts and Jonah Ray are going to both be in it. And I'm doing another one in New York on the 6th at the Comedy Underground. Everything's on my website right now, ariashapir.com, where you can get all the information about each episode, too. 
including what the music is. I'll be in Vancouver and Utah in November. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start the episode. Ari Shapiro, Skeptic Tank, episode 187. An American warehouser in London with Pete Johansson. There was a little old lady who was walking down the road. She was struggling with bags from Tesco. There were people from the city having lunch in the park. I believe that is called Alfresco. When a kid came along to offer a hand, but before she had time to accept it, hits her over the head, doesn't care if she's dead, because he's got all her jewelry and wallet. That's a marriage. You have 90% comedians on, and they all know how to use a microphone. <laughs> it's so, uh, there's something kind of narcissistic about walking around your flat holding a mic, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it sometimes in the park, and I'll just walk around with a mic, and people look at me, and I get so embarrassed, and I have to, like, stop what I'm doing. Really? Yeah. The Amazing Racist gets embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, The Amazing Racist took some, like, courage to get that, like, in the van before I was, like, going to do those things. I was like, okay, everyone's counting on you. They're all here with the cameras. You got to do this. You can't back out. I saw that uh, online, that protest that, what was the club in New Jersey or something was getting? Oh, yeah, New York, The Stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed pretty hard. Yeah, that was the one club that you'd, no one should ever bother with because it's just, like, they're all about, they're, remember cringe humor? Yeah. Well, it was those guys started a club. So, um, so it's their club. The stand is their club. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, it's confusing. Hey, did you stick your toenails on the yep, thing? Looks like it. You knew I was coming over. <laughs> you put out some of your best toenails for me. Wow, these aren't even shitty. These are massive toenails. Like, yeah, you yeah hadn't, I had it for a while. You haven't gotten laid in a bit, hey? Because you God. can't have toenails that long and have sex with somebody because they get a little pissed off. Like, what the fuck is this all I about? have not gotten laid in a bit. What about, you're in London. You could... Pull like such an ugly girl here. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's a few cute girls. The problem is, I did some shows. Okay, and I thought after the shows, maybe I'll get laid. American oh. plus performed. Right. Oh, but man. here's the problem. First show, first night of shows, I did two shows, and the second one, I had to run from one to the other. So yeah. once you have to run, you're done. Yeah. If you can't wait around after the show, you're done. Although yeah. they have the intermission here, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get a quick number or something. <laughs> but I had to run to my second one, and... Then my cousin came, and we had to go out afterwards with his wife. Right. So I couldn't hang out there either. He was nice about it. He was like, he was like you know, if you've got to hang out with other comedians, we can, we can not. But, you know, I'd like to hang out with you. I haven't seen him in a long time. Well, that's sweet, you know? Yeah, I was like, no, okay, no, I'll hang out with you. I, don't, I shouldn't do it just so I can try to get laid. I shouldn't say did no to that. Did you maybe make a move on his wife or anything? No, I did not. <laughs> She's long. It's like, come on. And then the next time, I did three sh- sets in a night. So, but the first one, at top, top Ship? Nope. Top Secret. Top Secret. Yeah, yeah. Man, there was a bunch of cute girls there. Yeah, yeah. And they were being flirty and stuff. Yeah. And then I had to run. I remember that last show I did there. And I had to, yeah, because Top Secret's always your first gig of the night because it's always so early. Oh, so you yeah. do it and then you got to bolt off. But yeah, there's a lot of cuties at that place. God. Yeah. It's not, you don't see a lot of cuties outside of the central London gigs, though. So outside pretty, of central London. Yeah, you're pretty lucky that way, because that's where everybody kind of puts, a, like, looks their best to go to central London, you know? But it's harder for North Americans, too, because our sense of attractiveness is totally different. They don't find what we, especially in men, like, they like short, bald, 
dickish looking guys here. Really? Yeah, you got to look like a professional, like European football player before they're attractive. You got to kind of look like you got a little bit of fetal alcohol syndrome because that's what they're used to. Oh yeah, that hot guy up front. <laughs> yeah, look how he close was his eyes were together. He's short. What? <laughs> look how close <laughs> his eyes were together. No, that that's, guy was stunning. That's proper fetal alcohol syndrome beauty <laughs> that they adore over here. No kids have been born from a sober mom in this country in like four hundred years. So the attractiveness of actual mental cognition damage from over alcohol abuse is fucking sexy as shit. Oh yeah. Look at you. You look like you look like your mom might have been a stoner. Right. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> not gonna even. go over here. <laughs> I like that when they're like fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, I've heard that theory. <laughs> like, oh, you no. see, you see the physical evidence of fetal alcohol syndrome here. You go to Wales. Oh Christ! Sometimes the eyes, there's like a gap between the eyes that you could you could put like a hand across. Really, and they could still see you in 3D, <laughs> <laughs> like flies. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, make thanks, sure this man. I'm glad you had me. Um, <laughs> glad you had me. It's already a success. <laughs> Yeah, otherwise I haven't been able to get laid at all. It's been so frustrating. I've really wanted to get laid. What about Europe? You were over in Europe. Okay, so Denmark. (sighs) There was like, okay, it takes me a day or two usually when I'm gone to like work up the courage to actually talk to somebody. Really? Because I'm used to like, okay, I'm used to sometimes girls just doing the work for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Like on Facebook or Twitter or something. Right. Like I can often like go home and not make a move and then someone will be like, hey, I liked your show. You were sexy or so, I don't know, something a little bit out there. And yeah. then I'd be like, oh, hey, what are you doing? That girl's going through an esteem dip and she needs to bring it up via our, uh, you know, our, yeah. 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 But yeah, so it takes me a day or two to be like, hey, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Especially here, where I don't really have fans. I have a few fans, but not really. No one's like packed out a show to come see me. I was pretty impressed, actually, by the amount of fans that showed up to the gig I went and saw you at. Yeah, because here, comedy's a really big deal in the UK. Like people follow comics they like religiously, and there's a real fan base. And it's a legitimate art form, not like kind of North America. Seems like that. Yeah, like in North America, in Canada, where I'm from, uh, like I don't think I've ever seen an article in the newspaper about comedy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whereas this comedy gets reviewed every weekend in the big papers here. Really? Yeah. Like you'll get a guy from the Times, from the you know, from the Guardian, down watching comedy and then comment. Come out and reviewing it as a professional reviewer. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Instead it, of some blogger who's upset because I said gay. Oh, there's bloggers too, but yeah, but yeah, it's a legitimate form of uh, of art over here. Whereas in Canada, it's like just above street urchin. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Homeless then. And Canada is better than America. In Canada, yeah. at least they treat it like a it's worth a show here. Yeah, I, I found that a little. It's a little bit more. There's drunk idiots here, or there. Oh yeah, yeah, but more in America, and they're there. For, they understand how to be a comedy crowd in Canada more. I haven't been to the U.S. to do shows since the last time I saw you in Los Angeles. What was that? Wow, like, really? Three years ago? It was a while ago. Jesus. Yeah, that's the last time I was in the States. What, did we get locked out of a, of a jack-in-the-box drive-thru? <laughs> yeah, and then I stole your headphones. And I didn't oh, yeah. know I did. <laughs> you want to go dance with some homeless guy? Yeah. <laughs> some homeless guy dancing. You're like, hold on, guys. I'll be right back, Courtney. Ari, hold on. <laughs> that was so fun because that was just that was when the weed was just sort of blossoming there too like in the like it was already legal for a while but it was really kind of hit in the mainstream where when you drove through west hollywood it just smelled like weed everywhere three years ago four years ago yeah Yeah. it it went from a thing of like oh can you believe you have to get these licenses and actually can happen i remember rogan had it and buddy bolton had it before him and it was like oh my god really you can just get a prescription but it wasn't like and then, like three, four, five years ago, it was just like, oh, and everyone realized everyone can get a prescription, <laughs> so let's all do it. 
Oh, that was like also when Rogan was there, and uh, I had no idea that his podcast was famous. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Hey, you want to come do my podcast?" And I rolled in like two hours late, not, <laughs> not, not knowing that this was. I thought I was just going to his place for a bite to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know there was like a million people waiting online. <laughs> waiting, there's people waiting. It's probably like five percent. It's probably like fifty thousand people waiting yeah. to just like come on. <laughs> I never listened to the podcast until recently, and then I listened to how much they were bitching about me being late for like the first hour. <laughs> but on the side, on the things of the... I got so baked, though, I had to pull over. I had to leave because I got panicked at his place, and then I pulled over the car like a block away from his place at the bottom of that steep hill. Yeah. And then I just... I, we Parked sat, right there. We parked right there, and we sat in the car for two hours to sober up because I couldn't drive. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> Plus, that steep hill, you have a drop-off on the right-hand side. Oh, so you're shit, like, this yeah. is dangerous. And then you realize, okay, I got to... Because you also, whenever I leave there, it's not at his place anymore. He has a new studio. But um, that's when you want to... You've been gone for three hours, so you got to text people and like tell them what you're doing. And then like, oh, fuck, I almost went over a cliff. <laughs> In this residential neighborhood. That's terrifying, man. Yeah. Now, you're not living in L.A. anymore. You live in New York? I live in New York City. That's so cool. That's like the dream, isn't it? Yeah. I thought of coming here, too, to London. Uh, I wish you would have. That would have yeah. been fun. I mean, it was down with... And I talked to my agent, my manager yesterday, last night, Yeah. on the phone, about something else, about Australia. But um, I was like, hey, I just started thinking about... After you told me. I was like, I just started thinking about Edinburgh. Yeah. Is it Edinburgh? <laughs> is it edinburgh with a gh it's edinburgh right um uh, i'm gonna start saying that now to piss off uh, english comics yeah i'm going to uh, edinburgh this year the english won't care the scots will they will <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna say it on stage edinburgh is lovely in august i don't know why i've never been here before uh but yeah and she goes all right we can look at that so yeah, absolutely it'd be so much fun and uh you got to do that t- that show that you the the this is not happening the storyteller show yeah yeah i told her that too i was like pizza there's 3500 comics there i'll hook i'll hook you up with with uh some good ones I'm, i mean i want first dibs on producing that that's <laughs> okay because I, I i can i can make that really fun that'd be really cool um yeah Ah, uh, so you find the chicks ugly here? There's some cute ones though. Uh, yeah, but when the, you say Central London, what do you mean? This isn't Central London. This is East London. Uh, yeah, this is E E one E two. So uh, Central London's London's W C. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, well, it's the postcodes, right? Oh. So it starts off with uh, there's West, North, South, East, right? Uh-huh. So W is West. Oh. East and stuff like so. W C one is kind of the central. The C is the central part. So you got EC and WC, West Central, East Central. Yeah, that's, that's right. right inside. When you're inside the uh, the, if you drive your car across that line just down the street, you have yeah. to pay 35 pounds to be in Central London on your like immediately. What do you mean? Because they have a, a congestion tax for Central London. 35 pounds. Yeah. Oh, so do the cabs charge you more? No, if you're part exempt. of the transport system, you don't have to. But if you're like an individual and you own like a car, and 35 pounds just to get to downtown, just to drive in downtown. If Can you, you drive, drive through it to go to your? No, no, you got to pay still. It's uh, but that makes sense because anybody that lives in central London is a billionaire. (laughs) Oh right, (laughs) so it's it's just only you can afford that. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. They want to keep poor people out. Exactly, and doesn't isn't that what we all want? (laughs) Yeah, that's what we all want. (laughs) I mean, Manhattan. You guys, you guys like would you build a you built a moat around it around Manhattan? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. It's an island to keep people out. They used to design. They designed the um, bridges uh, in early building Manhattan so the double decker buses couldn't get underneath them. 
Really? So the poor people couldn't transport from the poor parts of town to the rich parts of town. Well, you know the Koch brothers are going to blow them up at some point and just call it an island of the rich. Push <laughs> who, it out who into are the, the Koch brothers. The Koch, Koch brothers? The, those are the rich guys that lobby the Tea Party and all that. They live on West Park Avenue. Oh, really? They're massive. Uh, they're like the, the second richest people in, in New Really? York. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know about them at all. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like an island of the rich, and they'll 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 push it out into the uh, Atlantic and make it a tax free zone for wealthy people. <laughs> it's getting that way. There's <laughs> no the parts opposite. where you can actually live. It's the exact opposite of Escape from New York, the movie. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> instead of it being an island, no, they're still criminals, but they're doing really well. <laughs> right, <laughs> they're only riching the robbing the richest people's wallets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so how long have you been here? I think five or six. When did we work together in Vancouver? That was like seven years ago. A long time ago? ago. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Was that Yuck Yucks then, or was it already Comedy Mix? I think it was Yuck Yucks. I think it was Comedy Mix. I think I, I went back and saw it was Comedy Mix, but I believe I played there once at Yuck uh, Yucks. It might have been Yuck Yucks. You're right. Yeah. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Which is why that, uh, what's his name, gets so mad about it, I think. Oh, Mark Breslin? Breslin. Yeah. He's like, don't play that clap. He's like, dude, you lost it. You left. No one <laughs> took it out from under you. You left. So someone else was like, well, it's still a good venue. What are you, what are you worried about? You're not there. I like it. You're like, uh, <laughs> I like the, the idea that you, you win and lose clubs. <laughs> like, there's a fight out back. <laughs> yeah. For, like, dominance. There was a coup. <laughs> they just came in. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a, that's a great club comedy mix. I love that. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it, it's still actually the both clubs there are great. Vancouver's What's the other in, club? They got a yuck yucks there now too. Oh, they do. Yeah, and where's then, that one? It's just it's up on Canby. Um, I think what it's neighborhood West, is that? West Twelfth. It's, it's a rich downtown. You know? Okay. And the problem with all that stuff is parking. You know, it's Vancouver. But yeah, yuck yucks got a good. Um, I mean, uh, comedy mix. Well, I mean, sorry, Vancouver has a good comedy scene. Yeah, Graham Clark. Have you ever seen him? It's uh-uh. Hilarious. Oh fuck, he's so talented. I've heard of him. He lives there. Yeah, he does. A, his podcast is "Stop Podcasting Yourself." I don't know if I'm supposed to advertise another podcast on your podcast. Doesn't matter. Uh, we're not. We're not. I don't do that thing where it's like territorial. <laughs> People catch up on one podcast and they're like, "Well, I'm done. I listened every day for three months, and now I've caught up. So now I need another podcast." I've never been good at these things. I tried for like a year. I had my partner, Kath, uh, Catherine Ryan, and we did ours. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was great. And then she got famous here. Yeah. And she just didn't have time. How'd she get famous? She just she's really attractive and she's funny. Attractive she's girl comic. Yeah. That's enough. And she got a couple of panel shows, and then all of a sudden she was on every panel show. <laughs> Dude, once they get a girl yeah. who's like, oh, you can do it, yeah. then they're like, we need to get you for everything. Yeah. And rightly so. She's a great catch because she's yeah. so funny. But I was talking to Nikki Glazer about it once about girls in comedy, and she was the only one that I've ever heard of men. It's like, yeah, I want less girls in comedy because I know how it, like, I have value being one of the few. Well, an interesting thing in this country that they don't really do in the U.S. because you're not controlled by sort of a socialist central government like the U.K. is, yeah. is that the BBC has been given a dictum that they have to have more women on really? the shows. So all the panel shows now are, are out like searching for talented, funny women to be on these shows. And what do they do? Get semi-funny women? Actually, no, there's a dearth. There's a lot of them that oh, okay. haven't been seen. It's just basically making casting directors actually have to work. Whereas I think everybody accuses entertainment of being a conspiracy of nepotism. Just whereas, laziness. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've said this for years. It's just they hire who they know. They're not, they're just, they're not. So I've been at clubs when the, when the club booker, the talent yeah. coordinator is there and they're upstairs and they never make their way downstairs to the showroom. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, how do you know who's doing well and who's Absolutely. not? Absolutely. You're seeing it on closed circuit mo- screen. Well, you can see how long they're on. That's all you can see. That's what's so amazing when you hear stories about Carson. 
Yeah. Like Johnny Carson would, would he liked to drink apparently, and he, so he would to go smoke. to the store and he yeah. would go like sit in the back, smoke, drink, watch a comic, and then get fall off like love a guy, and then he'd be on the show the next week. He'd be the guy in charge. Yeah, like, I'm gonna put you on. Yeah, because he likes seeing new new talent. Now, how would that not work now? <laughs> because if Johnny Carson, let's say <laughs> Fallon, would come to the, um, it's not even as big, yeah, but no. still big, yeah. But Fallon would come to the comedy store all the time. Yeah. Once the word got out, they're like, oh, he's putting people on. He wouldn't get left alone. <laughs> no. He would have a terrible time. It's the death of tact that's, yeah. that's, that would kill that. People wouldn't know how to react properly. Yeah. That's One time, Eddie Murphy was hanging out. One time. He hangs out there at a store sometimes, but he goes with a hoodie, sits in the back, goes to watch Paul Mooney, and then kind of leaves. Paul uh, Mooney's still alive? Paul Mooney's still alive. Holy Most of his children are not. shit. Um, yeah. He'll die at some point, but wow, it'll be a big news. In the I had black a lock community. in with him and uh, Comedy Underground in Seattle one night. You had a what? Lock? Oh, they, it's, it's a term here in England where um, the bar closes. They shut the door, let everybody doors, stay. And you stay inside and you drink all night until he morning. was in that. He wasn't drinking. He was. I think he was looking for looking boys for that might have yeah. been drunker than other boys. <laughs> Wait, Paul. It's almost time. Wait. Pick your moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Eddie Murphy came down. Oh yeah, he would come down all the time, and then but he's usually real quiet. He wouldn't talk to anybody because he's gigantic. Yeah, and uh, and then he was talking to Dice once on the back steps, and it was all cool and normal. And some other guys were hanging around, not butting him, just sort of like. And then this girl Judy Sancia, she just starts going, "Hey Eddie, I love to be in a movie. Can you?" And it was just like, "All right," and he just he was gone. That was it. But that's also the problem with Los Angeles to a certain degree. Is it used to be kind of cool, but in the last thirty years, it's attracted more people with the mental neediness. disorders. Oh, like oh, we yeah. call it neediness and we call it self help and shit like that. But it's actually the 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 people that have this most the most naive perspective of existence on the planet flock to LA because they think positive energy is going to be a star them. yeah yeah <laughs> to yeah. the top they bought into this thing and you just see that that oh if I just go out and present myself it'll happen it's like no man you haven't done any work to so many people I'm like yeah I'm gonna be a, a movie star I'm like you know the, the job title is actress that's the job title not movie star I don't think you're skipping a couple steps here the base is gone yeah, if other professions were like that I'm a really famous doctor but or a really good doctor why are you famous ah I was on a show oh, yeah exactly I, I, I was saved on a show. lives <laughs> yeah. I was on a show I was just sort of mediocre oh my god there's so many those reality stars were like I'm gonna be a comic now because acting oh. wouldn't take them well that's kind of what's killed the US comedy scene to a certain degree is the clubs are full of ex-television people rather uh-huh. than people that that is one thing I love about the UK the UK has professional famous stand-ups people that love stand-up adore the art yeah but they call the stand-ups here guys like Russell Brand and then you see his stand-up like this isn't stand-up really. this is a TV he's, show he's famous because of you guys more than anything else Russell Brand's not but before he came to America he was he, he had was already a, made was, a name for himself he was called a presenter here okay that's so that's, oh, that's what it was a okay. presenter is not a stand-up oh uh, okay a presenter is somebody who's on TV and they got like Ant and Deck and they got different presenters yeah it was just like a, it was yeah. just like hosting shows yeah that's not that's not stand-up yeah that's you, what I always thought no you've oh, got okay. you've got famous arena selling comics well that's one but you the ones that you there's so many you have Lee Westwood is that a guy? Lee <laughs> Lee Mack, Lee Evans. Lee Evans um, but you got John Bishop, Mickey Flanagan. You've got uh, Michael McIntyre is probably the most famous comic in all of the UK. Michael McIntyre, yeah, and he sells out Wembley Stadium like massively. Just straight stand up, never done anything but it. Um, this country adores straight stand up, and you can just do theaters and become famous here, and that's its own wow. right. And they and they don't like television. They don't like all that other stuff. What do you mean? Well, it's just they Who's don't. Who's they? Who's they, they? Well, they don't Audience? feel they, they don't feel they have to be in a sitcom to justify their their level of the fame. comics. Yeah, yeah. 
It is, it is a very different thing. And I think it's because stand-up's more of a theater history here. Well, I like that idea of just being like, I'm a stand-up. I do stand-up. Yeah. I, I, also, be- I also think that's why there's so many British acts that are starting to do really well in the States now. Whereas it used to be the Americans would come over here and do well. It's, stand-ups I think it's, would come. Yeah, it's, it's going the other way now. You've got a lot of British acts going to the U.S. Like, I mean, John Oliver. I mean, look how amazing he's doing. And like guys like Matt Kirshen and, and you know, British acts that are... Yeah. Yeah, it's a different sort of ethic. I saw Oliver once. Wasn't into it. Yeah, I like his show a lot, though. The show I've heard is really good. The show's brilliant. I, he did I, this I, thing that really gave me a lesson where I saw I went down. I used to go to the Brea Improv once in a while and just watch like, people doing their hour. Oh, I slept with one of the waitresses there. It was the weirdest night of my life. Where did you sleep with her? Oh, in my hotel. Oh, nice. <laughs> Not there. See, they never gave us hotel rooms for Brea, Irvine, and Ontario. They did when I started. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, you were before me. Yeah. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was super attractive, and she really didn't want to have sex. She said, let's get it out of the way so we can be friends. And this, wow. And my sex was so bad, we couldn't even be friends. Oh, <laughs> too embarrassed to even be friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can talk to you anymore. Oh, what was that guy's name? Joey McIntyre? No. <laughs> oh, Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre. Yeah. It was Joey McIntyre. I don't know. Was so, he one of the Backstreet Boys or Boys oh, to Men? I, I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Joey anymore. something. Was I know the wasn't the gay one Joey Fatone or something? Maybe no. He's, there was a one. There was a gay one in every one of those groups. Oh, I bet you <laughs> they each had a gay one. one. Yeah, all right. They all have the same gay producer. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say anyone who's done a gay act is gay. So I'm saying there's someone in that group who is fully gay, not just like had to do what he had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Every. Yeah. And they're not cool about it. Like uh, at least comics like Scott Thompson is like the coolest gay guy in the world. Yeah. You know, and he he makes it funny. So like, they're shameful in those groups. Like they hide it from young girls. They should come right out when they're young. Yeah, and, get and the, then and then get young boys that are absolutely. gay to follow them. I don't never understand because it's that. not like you have. That's the only one. You yeah. have four to choose from. Yeah. So like this one's the gay one. That one's the bad boy. This mm-hmm. one's the pretty boy. It would be funny if there's four straight ones and they forced one to be gay for the for the group. <laughs> like, you gotta pull in. But come yeah. on, man. No, no, dude. We need somebody. You have the least facial hair. That's nothing we can do. Hey, it's Stevie. It's Roger. It's Twink. <laughs> My name is Tony. Stop it. Um. Yeah. By the way, that that thing when after you get like panicked and have to leave with Rogan's. Yeah. I call that the danger zone in 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 a pot. And my friend Pete's weed that he passes around the comedy store gets you that danger zone where you're like having a good time. It's like oh, you just get this feeling. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta leave right now. That's sativa. That's the sativa part of it. Maybe. Although this one's a, this one's just OG Kush. It's sort of an indica. Really? Hybrid. Yeah. Oh, somebody told me that was set. His acts more as a sativa though. It yeah. gets you more riley and giggly. Your brain just keeps flowing. Panicking. Yeah. Yeah, it gets too quick. Yeah, Duncan said once recently, he's like, I'm done with sativas. I don't want to fucking panic all day. Yeah. I just want to like chill out. I don't want to fucking be like, ah, what's happening? I lo- Yeah, as I get older, my taste in that too. A lot of yeah. people as get older, I've noticed, have switched to hash too. Oh, yeah. They go from the pot to the hash. And I've, oh, I never understood that, but now I'm kind of getting it. Well, hash is also, hash used to get me high like they got high in the movies. Where it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. You know? And then whenever I smoked pot, I was like, I don't have that experience that they have in the movies. And then I smoked hash. I was like, oh, yeah. Now I get Spicoli. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and, and hash, I find less, like, you can do more stuff with it. I started eating it in yogurt. Eating it? 
Well, yeah, you put it in a spoon. You look like a heroin addict. You put like just a drop of olive oil in a spoon, and then you put like a piece of hash in it, and then you heat it with a lighter, and it just melts into the olive oil, and then I mix it into a cup of yogurt, and I just eat it. Oh. And it's like I get my, my healthy bacteria. I got my, my, my yogurt. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> to that's offset important. any damage. <laughs> and then I, got, then I got my hash hot. <laughs> I got some hash here um, <laughs> that I've been smoking, and I like it. Because you can pack a bowl with it, and you right. only have to pack it once. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's so much, you need so much less that once you pack that, then it's like cool. I can smoke a little of this, and I can keep going. And you can keep upping the temperature of your of your fire to get more and more. So you, if your if your uh, just normal lighter's not working, then you switch to one of those blowtorch ones, <laughs> and it'll still get you high for a couple more days. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I got this hash from Denmark. Oh, did you smuggle to to fucking Christiana? Fucking Christiana. Is it been in your butt? Is no, it, no, no. I mean, it's been in my back pocket sometimes. Oh, yeah? And you just flew in with that? Flew to uh, Munich with it. Right. Then uh, flew to Copenhagen. Right. No, no, I'm sorry. From Copenhagen. Flew to right. Munich. Then right. to Dusseldorf. We had a layover in Dusseldorf that I was concerned with. I was like, mm, layover with <sighs> hash. And then, uh, and then here, London. That's such a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> I wasn't going to. I definitely almost, I almost always will not fly with it unless I'm flying from a legal city. Okay. I, I don't know if I can tell this on a po- I'll tell it anyway. Go ahead. So what are the statute of limitations? This is the worst. I don't even know what's referring to. It's Go another ahead. comic, but you probably know him. He's a, a friend of mine. I like him a lot. It's Ty Barnett. Do you know Oh, yeah, Ty I know Ty. Um, I like Ty. So, anyways, we were doing this about four years ago. We were doing Dubai together. And uh, we were waiting in Dubai for him because he missed his plane flight. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we had to sit in the airport. Oh, I would not fuck around with Dubai. Oh, wait. Any of those punishable by death countries. Yeah, no, I, I know. But, <laughs> so he shows up. And uh, finally, we get in the car. We have to drive from Dubai to Abu Dhabi for our first gig, which is about a two-hour drive. And I'm in the front seat. And just about an hour in, he just smells like we hit a skunk. And there's, like, no skunks in the Arabian Peninsula. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the desert. <laughs> like, yeah, there's so few. <laughs> skunks have powerful, like, smell things, but not that powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And I hear giggling in the back seat, and I'm like, oh, okay. So we pull, uh, we get there, and uh, Ava, who's the other comic we're working with, and she's like, uh, Ty brought like a bag of weed with him. And I'm oh, like, wow! And not just not just from London, where he had a stopover in Heathrow. He bought it from Seattle, so he went from Seattle through. British customs <laughs> took his bags out, <laughs> checked them back yeah. in, and then British customs through Dubai. And Dubai is like where they found that DJ that had a little piece of bud stuck to his sock. Yeah, and they put him in jail for two years. It's also the place where a couple went to get married. They did a blood test, found THC in the guy's blood, and he spent uh, six months in jail for it. Like they do not wow. fuck around. You go to jail in for his a, blood, in his blood. See, I would have thought he, he smoked it, it in a different country, went to jail because he brought it in his blood. <laughs> wow. Because when I went to Shanghai. Yeah, they were like, Dude, absolutely no. You no. cannot take any in. Yeah, Trafficking com- is de- death. Yeah, um, but it's not though. But um, yeah, um, I figured, okay, I'll take it on the plane and then I'll just eat whatever I have left when we land. Right. So uh, my first six seven hours will be great. Right. But they can test your blood. I'm yeah. like, no, I, well, I beat the system. That's why if you're in a car accident uh, there, like it. Ter- it ter- that's why I don't. I went right from Amsterdam to Dubai once oh. to do my gigs. And I was like, fuck, I, I, if, I, if I'm in an accident, just let me die on the side of the road because yeah. I don't want to end up in that. 
Uh, that's some pretty, but dude, that's the scariest. And so he just brought a bunch of fucking, yeah, wow. You couldn't even throw it out or smoke it or do anything. Because if you smoked in your hotel room, the, the, everybody's going to turn you in. Right. Like, they're all, everybody, and all of us would have gone to jail. So it's like, we, we tried to get rid of it that first night, and he was cool with it. But he, I was like, did you not Google Dubai before you came here? <laughs> I was here? like, nah, like, man. You know, just <laughs> wow, how ballsy that is. I know. Fucking new respect for Ty Barnett. I know. I was like, I, I, yeah, I, he's he is a great guy to be around. But I was like, what the fuck kind of choice was that? <laughs> um, uh, uh, Rhodes told me a story that he, um, I think on this podcast actually, but he said he, he accidentally left his uh, pipe in his toiletries bag going to China. <laughs> and then when he got to his hotel, I was like, oh fuck, like it could have been a lot of problems. Yeah. And then he was like, well, as long as I got it here. And he just scraped out the resin. <laughs> he goes, one last ride, baby. <laughs> I just did Rhodes' podcast like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Where? At his place when he was here in London. He was here for a couple of days. Oh, fuck, I love Ashna. She's love, like the yeah. coolest. He's got the best wife. He's not drinking anymore, huh? No, he looks great. <laughs> he looks he, great. He did Feels Edinburgh great. this year. He had a great time. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to do it. I like the idea of staying there. But it's August. That's the best time. For what? I guess just life. I guess it doesn't matter oh, where you are. It's not like life is bad there. It's fun as shit. No, man. I mean like New York. It's like that's the best time to enjoy Isn't New York. Isn't the hottest month in New York? Oh, I love it. It smells and everybody goes to the piss. Hamptons. It smells like piss. Yeah. That's like Venice. You never want but to everyone's go to Everyone's fucking. Everyone's so hot. That you're just like, it's so horned up. I think you'll get laid in Edinburgh. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. What did we decide Ed- on? Ed- Edinburgh? I like Edinburgh, though. Edinburgh sounds good. I like the way you said that. Yeah, Edinburgh. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Edinburghers. Um, yeah, that seems like you just don't know how to pronounce it. Like, yeah. I know. You, like, you saw it and be like, is it pronounced Edinburgh? And it's a cool city. You've never been, eh? Uh-uh. It's, oh, it's like this living This is my in first it. couple times in Europe. Really? Yeah. Edinburgh's like a Dungeons and Dragons, like, board game like really it's castles and secret secret passages and and it's beautiful like there it's one of the most beautiful cities in in europe my friend fell in love there yeah was dating sarah tiana fell in love with some welsh girl tiana is edinburgh in wales no but welsh girls go up there because okay cool maybe it's that yeah scotland is it scotland Yeah, yeah okay Fell in love with some girl there. Yeah. And uh, started like having a little relationship there. Because it's a month, right? It's a yeah. month. Yeah. And then his other friend, they got into a fight about the show they were promoting together. And he was like, you either tell Sarah or I'm going to. And he was like, you motherfucker. And then he just called and told her. The other friend. He was like, everyone ostracized him from the comedy store for like a month and a half after that. I'm sorry. He, he was cheating on her? Yeah, but it's not the friend's place. To tell. Yeah, that's kind of a dickish move, but the guy should have just gone. I'm going away for a month, honey. Let's, you know, let's open up the doors. Well, yeah, that's what all people should do instead of these fucking stupid relationships. Lori Kilmartin was doing bits about her, her husband cheating on her. And she got a divorce, and I was like, oh, and she go, yeah, he couldn't keep it in his pants. I'm like the big problem is the idea that he should have to keep it in his pants well, when. You- his thoughts are not matching that. Well, it's bullshit. I like me and my wife were open, and yeah. like, and that just it's a practicality. I mean, when we first started dating, I'd be gone for three months. Like, am I not supposed to have sex with somebody for three months? Yeah. And we love each other more than any couple I know. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you guys are great. yeah, we're fucking uh-huh. great. Get along so great. But the whole fact of the matter is, is that we've come to the conclusion that you can't fuck the love out of somebody. <laughs> Right. And that's the big fear everybody has. It's like they're going to love them more. Yeah, it's they're going to love that guy's cock fucking more. Get over it, you know. Yeah. You, I've never fucked a girl so well that I'm like, oh, she's the one. No, I love somebody because their mind, their intelligence, their their. But also the fucking. No, it's a part of it, you know. But it's but, not like you're going to fuck somebody so well that you're like, 
you're like, I might fuck you again. Well, we also were like, uh, oh, man, this person was amazing. My wife's like, oh, bring her over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it helps me, if you're super lesbo in the middle of that. Let me get into that. <laughs> let me get in that box. <laughs> yeah, it works out all get right. Get up in that sloppy, sloppy. <laughs> um, uh, do you guys have any rules about it? Yeah, no lying, ever. No, no lying. What. That's the whole thing. You're mad at people we would they tell lie. people. We would tell each other. Yeah, like forehand. We're like just so you, unless it just happened real fast. Didn't you have? Uh, yeah, yeah. You were like that too. Yeah. yeah. And it, we, so we didn't want to have to like wonder if the other person's doing it. Definitely no lying. No. But we go out of our way to actually say, "Hey, I've got a date tonight." Yeah, absolutely. If I don't come home, I'm not going to tell yeah. you graphically unless you want it. But and the fact is, is it never really happens unless we're gone for a while, and that's when yeah. it, it just makes sense, you know. And also, we also have another rule: <laughs> no, no close friends or anybody we know. That's my, that was my question. That's yeah, yeah, like that's when it gets sticky. Yeah. No. No. And no comics. That was one of my rules. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing too. Yeah. I was like, we can have a case by case situation uh, on that. Although I've broken that rule with comics. Yeah, but it's not like she's a comic. No, but the yeah. issue isn't no comics for either one of you, really. Yeah, it's no comics for her because it's going <laughs> to fuck with you. But I don't like I don't like having special rules for one party. Right. So right, that right. makes me feel shitty because I kind of broke a rule. Yeah. Did you tell her? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She was full, kind of cool with it, but it's like, but it's not like okay, special rules. But it's like, how about? You don't fuck any of my friends, and I don't fuck yeah, any of your absolutely. friends. Absolutely. It's not special absolutely. rules. Unless your friends really want to. But it's like, I can fuck my friends, and <laughs> yeah. you can fuck your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah If exactly. there's somebody from high school that you knew that you always wanted to fuck, yeah, go for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a specific one she's done. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. That's, to me, that's <laughs> yeah. the scenario. Yeah, yeah, Some guy you always wanted to fuck for like 10 years now, yeah. and you get the chance. And so, because you're with somebody you shouldn't be able to. Man, I don't... There's nobody from my high school that... Oof, no. I hooked up with a couple of them, and it was always disappointing. Yeah, but I had crushes on then, and then like ten, fifteen years later, I got the chance to. Yeah, and I was like, man, I should have just had the memory. I had the chances, and I didn't. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't. Really? Yeah, really glad I didn't. I had the chance of like three, and I'm actually, I think I, I, I actually like having them as friends more. I think it would have been really weird. Yeah. Either way, yeah. At some point, you get old enough and mature enough. I say that mature enough to realize, oh, the short term pleasure i'm gonna get out of this is not worth the long-term damage not at all yeah yeah like i like that girl i have a chemical attraction to her but she's my boss's wife and i need this job so what what's the pros and cons here uh, do it's not your, worth do it do your boss's wife it's good for the story <laughs> if you're gonna leave i guess i mean your bosses you're eventually gonna hate your boss you're eventually if it's a mcdonald's job oh man just your favorite club Right. Uh, I, fuck, oh, that'd be so bad. There were so many clubs in the U.S. I couldn't work because of sleeping with the staff when I was younger. Really? Yeah. I got in so much trouble. See, I always had that rule. Tempe. Tempe. Oh, uh, Tempe, yeah. I oh, got, tons of hot waitresses there. Yeah, I got, I got pretty Oh, because Dan Murr was fucking yeah. territorial about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is he still there? No. Oh, fuck, he was a nightmare. <laughs> he was such a cokehead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that because it's a podcast, but I, he loved coke <laughs> so much that he was a cokehead. <laughs> Um, he at one time, so we went. Hold on, my lawyer's on the phone. <laughs> What's that? Uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, okay. No, you're cool. That's perfect. He accused Trevino once. He took a bottle of Dom on the way out. Not yeah. Trevino. Uh, uh, Demur like right. was drunk and was like, ah, I'll see you guys later. And then he did the inventory later, and he was like, "There's a bottle of Dom missing." He's like, "Trevino, it must have been you." He goes, "No, dude, we all saw you take it." Yeah, the staff. Everyone saw you take. It. He's like, "No, fuck you." We never admit he's wrong. He'd always have a dental emergency. You know those heroin or cocaine. Right. Ac- That's like, so accurate. Jesus. No, it wouldn't be regular excuses. Like I'm tired. Yeah. They'd be so specific. Drug addicts use specific reasons. <laughs> they go overlay because they don't want to be accused. 
Right. They'll tell you the guy's name they're going to hang out with and when they knew them from. I think he had like three root canals while I knew him. <laughs> Dental emergency. Like, what do you mean? Way. How? What do you eat? Candy all day? How yeah, my fuck? car has a slash tire. You have three cars, though. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, you candy all day. I eat candy all day. I don't have dental emergencies. Never had a fucking root canal. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, but one time, so so me and Rogan and, and Red Band would stay at this nice hotel, and Diaz didn't like it because it was too far. Yeah. He likes staying right across the street in condos. He always loved it. He yep. goes, they got 167 channels on television. <laughs> the, st- the, the fridge is stocked with the Cokes. That condo was pretty cool, though, too, because it was full of college students. And college students were right around there. Yeah. And Famous Joe's or Fat Sal's or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Was right there. Absolutely. That guy died, you know. Did he? Heart disease. Shit. <laughs> so that place is closed. That but makes, that's good. That yeah. should go on the sign. <laughs> that's how good this is. So good it killed the owner. <laughs> <laughs> so Diaz would meet us there So anyway One time we went and parked And he would just walk Across the street And go to right. the club So we were driving down And it was like Rogan would always go late um, But uh, we, were, we parked at like 7.55 And then we're like Alright let's smoke pot um, Before we go in And he's like Joey you start the show He's like yeah sure I'll start the show So we're out there smoking And we walked into like 8.01 um, As soon as I walk in The head manager's like uh, Phone for you Dan's on the phone like okay, I was like, hey, what's up, Dan? In the like, this is in the cover booth, and he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, what? Like at first you think it's joking, and yeah. then he's like, dude, what's fucking delaying people? People waiting in the rain for 45 minutes because we gotta hold the show because you're fucking late. And I was like, no, no, Diaz is on stage. Like we, it's like everyone's like, no fucking bullshit. I'm like, wait, what? 45 minutes? It's 8:02 right now. <laughs> is it raining? And it's not raining. <laughs> I was just in the parking lot. The show has started on time. He goes, well, you're not going on tonight. Oh, and I yeah? was like. There's one thing you can't attack with me, and it's my stage time. And yeah. I was like, dude, I'm going on tonight. Right. There's no way you're not letting me go on tonight. That's fucking bullshit. I'm going on. And then, but the whole time I was on, I was nervous that he was going to come in and like turn the light on on me. What a crazy. crazy Morgan guy. Murphy had this problem. She was working with Burr. Right. And she said, uh, the Dan told her, like, Burr wants everybody to be clean before they go on ahead of me. He's like, she's like, okay. That doesn't sound like. Mm-mm. And this is. Five, six billion, years ago. Billion Burr. <laughs> billion Burr. Oh. <laughs> and then after, at the end of the week, she, she said she went up to him. She's like, I hope that was clean enough. I don't, you know, I'm not really dirty. He goes, what? I don't. Okay. Well, I got to call. I got to stop you there, though, for a second. Like, what? She didn't talk to him till the end of the fucking week? Like, how? About how, the clean, cleanliness, I guess? I don't what, know. I, that would be the first thing. What the fuck? Man? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Can I Emo be? Phillips wanted us to all be clean once. I was doing a guest spot at the DC Improv. Oh. And he. He wasn't there. He just had the word come. He didn't want anybody even saying asshole. Really? Yeah. And then he came in. He goes, I heard somebody cursed. And we're like, no. I think it was just to catch us. Weird. I didn't so know. weird when comics do that shit. See, you don't have that in Europe. There's no clean or dirty comedy. Explain that. Uh, well, they got through their religious shit in the 16th century with the Reformation. Uh, that's right. We left. So we missed it all. Yeah, yeah. So there's no Reformation in America. You just held on to all that crazy craft stuff. That's why you have the Bible Belt. Yeah. The, it's like when you go when you're at a party and you go outside to smoke a cigarette or something, and you yeah. come back and there's been a fight, but you yeah. don't know. You're like, hey guys, what's what's happening? Yeah, all, Americans just left. Yeah. We stayed pilgrims. We stayed yeah. religious. You guys never had that whole fucking uh. war about religion. So you're all just still there's this overwhelming moral fucking you can't say a word that we all say yeah there's no moral like religious based law here so uh. so profanity has no people swear in front of kids on, on trains everywhere it's just uneducated that's the sign of your uneducated person well no it's I, I, these are educated people that do it they just don't see the offense in it I right. mean that's the way they use the word cunt here like everybody right. uses the word and it's, they say to their moms oh you crazy cunt like they don't they just don't have any of the same hang ups over profanity 
insanity that they it, look look at the television they have, they swear on normal broadcast over the airwave television here they have nudity on tv here <laughs> the newscasters you know it's fucking mayhem in syria yeah. <laughs> but you'll go to jail if you preach hate Oh, really? So they have different types of values. Hate is allowed in, in uh, America. Yeah, you can hate anybody. You can fucking march with the KKK and yeah. stuff like that. Can't do that. That's here. my problem with, with when Donald <laughs> Sterling got uh, banned from the NBA and yeah. stuff. And I was like, guys, it's legal. We've decided as a society that that kind of speech should be legal. But that was a social action, that was an illegal action. Yeah, That's but to me, it's like you shouldn't legally be allowed to force someone out of their ownership of a job. Oh, that, yeah, that's ridiculous. For a private conversation he had with someone. But you should be socially, un- if you're going to have free speech, you have to let people protest free speech. Yeah, I you guess know? so. <laughs> yeah, like, you can protest all you want, but yeah. the eff- having a... a- and yeah, anyway. Clearly, I, I don't I, I don't know much about that story. That's a Clippers guy, right? Yeah. The, but it wasn't the girl that turned him in. Wasn't she biracial or she something? She was like half Mexican, half Latino. So how can he be completely? Ra- See, I always think I'm not racist because my wife's half Japanese. So he's I also saying, I'm a good "Don't person. fuck black guys." You uh, uh, like that's not. Weren't they dating? Didn't mean all. No, guys? no. She just said. He actually said you can <laughs> fuck black guys. You can't take pictures with them. What? That's what it was. Yeah, because you can even fuck them. Just don't take pictures with them on Instagram. You're representing me. What? Yeah, that's that's so much more complex than it's the weird. original it's a, story. It's a big complex situation. My my biggest thing is you can you're allowed to be in the KKK. Yeah, you're legally allowed to do this. You right. can get off work and then go to a KKK meeting. They sh- if that's legal, they shouldn't be allowed to fire you from your job for that. Well, I I mean the guy who runs the place should be able to hire and fire who he wants. Kind of. I mean, as long as it's not because of like gender or whatever. What if what if they dated a girl you like? Well, no, that's, that? that's not okay. But like, you can't be able to. F- the only reason you should be able to fire somebody is because of, like their sexual orientation or their should not be allowed to fire them. Yeah, or uh, or I think it's just based on work. Yeah, and that's how it's in Germany. Yeah, well, they have Germany's, to justify why they're firing you based on your work. performance. Germany's amazing though because the mm-hmm. unions work with management and they the unions work with management work with management. Yeah. So the, the, it's the unions vested in the company doing well because they own shares in all the companies. So when that's why that, that oh. so it's not like unions in the U.S. who are a separate entity paid for by the workers. The unions profit off the success of the company, so wow, they work together smart. to make the company as, as profitable as possible. Both, yeah, whilst in it. looking after the workers at the same point, so they don't have strikes. They don't have stuff. They they all work together for the well-being of a oh, company. That's good. Yeah. That's how agents and managers work well. When they're like, what do you think we should do here? I'm like, well, it's your money too, man. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I got like four agents here and they all work together real well. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I have an, like an open relationship with agents just like I do. <laughs> that's how that should be too. Whenever they say we need you across the board, I'm like, fuck that across the board shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So you can work hard in this department and not that department? Exactly, man. I, I think it's a great idea. If your wife doesn't give blowjobs, you're like, I'm going to get a blowjob. Whose wife doesn't get blows? Some jobs? people. Ah. Really, some people. I guess, well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe there's guys out there that hate blowjobs. I mean, it's got to evolve somehow. Mm, you know, there's got to be a section. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back but, to London. Yeah, 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 sorry. Why are the girls here so ugly? Well, they're not. Uh, okay. Well, I don't think they are. I don't think they're ugly. I just think there's a different sense of beauty here. Like, you'll see a lot more orange people. Yeah. Have you noticed the orange the color? The weird tannish. Yeah. They love a fake tan here, like, big time. Like they, So the girls that I find pretty are not being pursued? Maybe. Oh, that'd be amazing. Right? God, this one girl with this red lipstick. Oh, that top secret. Everybody hates red lipstick here. So oh, I gone it was for her. so hot. Really? Oh, and she had this, like 
crop top showed a little bit of belly with like a red dress or something okay the the luck i have here is pretty much every girl that's not from england so like scotland like there's lots of beautiful and and funny and vivacious and open-minded scottish girls welsh girls irish irish girls but they get crazy real class what do you mean crazy like Uh, irish women are very strong-willed and um, if they, if when it does turn south, they are the slasher tires. Oh, meaner than any group. Stevie Ryan, and, yeah. Um, and then the European girls are amazing, and they love different looking guys. They don't go for traditional good looks. French, uh, Dutch, all of them look for somebody that's quirky rather than somebody that's attractive. Boom. Yeah, that's where we are. I know. That's what I'm. Th- that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> yeah. you might want to find yourself a French or a Dutch, and they're sexy as shit. You know. Yeah, that's that's and they're all here too. So it's like they're here. It's just, this place is kind of. Um, that's why I noticed too. A lot of different countries here. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's a melting pot more than probably any other city in the world. You'd think. Is that just London or all of England? Well, think about it. All your plane flights to everywhere in Europe and North Africa and everywhere come through here. Yeah. So it's but even not in the touristy areas. I mean, I went to Buckingham Palace and stuff, and that <laughs> did you? Yeah, to see it <laughs> and to walk around. It's just a big house, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other one that I was really disappointed is what's right next to Buckingham Palace? Buckingham Shed? No, (laughs) some with a W. Buckingham Walk? (laughs) It's like the uh, the what? It's some like old uh, monastery or something. I've never, I never really interested me that. Yeah, like the the castles are so much better outside of London. Oh yeah, I bet. W Winchester? No. Um, what? What? Uh, the- it's right next to it, man. Really? I don't. I think there's like nothing next to it other than like the circular Westminster Abbey. Oh yeah, that's where um, Isaac Newton's buried. Really? Yeah, I learned that from uh, that movie with Tom Hanks. Oh, <laughs> oh, the, um, find the secret to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it was called. <laughs> find secret the secret to Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Heaven is real. <laughs> Yeah, Westminster Abbey was so overrated. It was just like, all mm, right. Yeah, it's a lot of gravestones of famous poets and, and scientists and kings and well, stuff like that. I didn't go in and I just If went you're a historical it. fan, it's, it actually is quite neat. I want to see those dudes who don't smile. Oh, the guards? But they're not there. That was at Buckingham Palace, wasn't it? Yeah, they weren't there. Really? They worked all the way around it. I didn't see those well, dudes maybe at the, all. Maybe they're, the when they're only there when the Queen's there or something. Maybe she's up at Balmoral. She spends most of her time in Scotland. Especially right now, after they're trying to leave, I think she was she's spending a lot more time up there. She's like, I might not get a chance anymore. Yeah, well, that's her primary residence is in Balmoral. She's, is, she, is she from there? No, she's. Oh. From, <laughs> she's. I don't know where the. I don't know. Well, they I don't know. wed people off in different where regions. Did, yeah, I think they're all born here in London. Oh, or, yeah. I, um, yeah. <laughs> but there are. Anyway, my point is, that even outside those touristy parts, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of foreign speakers, even around here in Shoreditch. Oh fuck yeah. And where I used to live in Notting Hill was all Russian and French and American, actually. Wow. A lot of Americans over there. And then you go to, like, uh, Pimlico or... or uh, I've heard a lot of American you go accents. to uh, Wimbledon, that's all Australian area. Um, and then, uh, yeah, East is... A, well, it's Bangladeshi uh, over here. And, and it's interesting, in East London, where I live, that guy that was just beheaded yeah. was a cab driver in East London. And the guy that beheaded him is from East London. So, look, the whole world comes together. Where was he beheaded? <laughs> He was beheaded in Syria. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so The guy that beheaded him used to be a cab driver in London? The guy that was beheaded was a cab driver in London. He was working for an aid uh, group trying to help the Syrians, right? And then the, the Jihadi John, with the guy that they call the guy that does, they've detected his accent, and he's from East London, too. Really? So, so they could have been neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but back here, you can't get all beheaded. <laughs> What's the deal with Muslims? 
Other, it, that's not all Muslims. Like we it's were definitely talking, not all Muslims. No, but we were talking about the KKK before. It's exactly like that. Imagine the '60s. World News covered the U.S. and said Christians were were lynching and killing black guys right. and and blowing up children in churches. And these were ki- uh, th- these were just how Christians were. And then everybody around the world would go fucking Christians, man. Look at the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it is kind of similar to the way it's our kind news of similar. Except I got, uh, all my Muslim wherever friends the right Christians here. go, all your Muslim friends what are great here? Are they devout Muslims? Well, I mean, are you are devout Christians or devout Jewish? You're, I, man, I'm on. not a devout I, Jewish. I, I was with you on Yom Kippur. I yeah. saw you eat meat. But devout Jews <laughs> will not accept outsiders into their sect. Well, well, they're very territorial. Well, they're less territorial than Zoroastrians. Okay. I don't know what those are. <laughs> but I'm saying the devout Muslims are like, there's a problem with anti-Semitism now yeah. in France. But devout- and it's because of the open borders and all these Muslims are coming in well, and no. they're the ones creating the anti-Semitism. No, they, it's not open borders that cause that. It's the Algerian revolution in the 1960s where uh, the transposed Algerians that were caught in the revolution of the, of the French colony in Algeria escaped and you had about a million to two million Algerians that came up who were uh, Muslim and they started their own culture to a certain degree and, and their families have come up. And it's become a, a, a part of the French culture now. Yeah, but they're firebombing. Well, yeah, but synagogues and stuff. No, I know, but it, yeah, I'm not defending them, but it's much more complex. It is much more complex. And it's not all Muslims. It really isn't. And how are they here? And once you get a couple of generations in, everybody. It's, yeah, it's, that's all you got to do is educate them and well, say, "Hey, we're going to make you part of our society." Look at the kids of the people that are uh, intolerant. The kids, but the right religious now, ones stick to themselves. Same no, with Jews. No, no. The religious ones you, stick to themselves. You can't stick to yourself and walk down these streets. You're, if your daughter's hot, she's going to get nailed by nope, somebody. Not the religious Jews. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Hasidic Jews, they do not in, in mingle with anyone else. Well, they I don't. They, they will do business with them at a, at a, at a supermarket. That's about it. Well, they don't talk to them. They don't make friends with outsiders. That's, they just stick to themselves. Now, there's no in religious Judaism, so, there's no violence. There's what? no reward on violence. Well, there's quite a bit of uh, They killed it's the Rabin. <laughs> you know? That wasn't religious Jews. That, that, wasn't, that, was that, wasn't, that wasn't based that was on like, the tenets of Judaism. Oh, it wasn't based on the tenets, but it was Orthodox Jews. Yeah. How do I know all this shit? Um, <laughs> stupid brain. <laughs> but yeah, there's... So how are they here, the Muslims? Not a problem. No, I mean, there's no... Like, percentage-wise, it's no different than anything else, any other group. I mean, mm-hmm. you know... <laughs> yeah, but like in some countries, they outlaw the burqa. They don't let, like, they don't let them... Uh... I don't understand outlawing the burqa. I think they'll want to get rid of it more. It's more conspicuous here. Why would they want to wear it? That's the thing. A burqa makes, to, a burqa makes up sense in Saudi Arabia where everybody's wearing one. You'd yeah. feel like an outsider. But you come here, you wear a burqa, you feel you're, you're, you're drawing more attention. The whole point of it is not to draw attention to yourself. Oh, yeah. So if anything, they should dress like a Dairy Queen employee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Just a commoner. Nobody pays attention to a Dairy Queen employee walking down the street in a beige polyester outfit yeah it's like fuck yeah i don't find her sexy at all she works minimum (laughs) wage all right well whatever (laughs) there are a lot of muslims here i've noticed there's tons of like shawarma places not muslims let's say middle eastern or that area of the world very much so it's actually opened my mind a lot because i went from living in little israel in in los angeles and fairfax yeah uh, to those people stick to themselves uh, yeah, but I liked it though. I mean, and I don't. I, Maybe I, you get a nod your direction. I enjoyed uh, getting to know the Jewish culture immensely when I was there and yeah. meeting people. Although I got to admit, worst drivers I've ever seen in my fucking life. Jews? Uh, no, the Orthodox ones that have five kids in their station wagon. Oh, they don't give a shit because oh. they don't care about other people. Yeah, they really don't. 
if they swerve or whatever, it's like fuck you. I've got my special kids in the back. Yeah, these are my things. These are the only things that matter. But I think the button line ahead of you. Yeah, but that's endemic of an entire culture, though. I think that's it's not. It's the super religious ones. Yeah, it's the super religious people like me. Even people like my father, you know, who are like pretty religious, Buddhists are not are like cunts. that. What <laughs> Orthodox Buddhists are cunts? Yeah. <laughs> It's based in the religion that they think that no one else is even worth their time. Well, as soon as you think you've figured it out uh, based on no evidence, right. yeah. I think you're probably on the wrong track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you tell me the rights are different here. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're- How? Like you speak comes to stop and search you whenever they want? Oh, well, <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, for drugs, you mean? Well, for I, anything, I mean. Well, I discovered this when I was coming out of um, uh, a train station here, and uh, I saw a, a Labrador, because I'm, I'm a sucker for a Labrador. I don't know if you like dogs at all. Labradors. Yeah, really? black labs. Yeah, I love yeah, them. Okay. They're pretty this wild. Was, this was a golden lab, and he was a cute, and his tail was wagging. I was like, oh, no. I was like, you come over here. And I leaned over no. and I go to pet him. And he's got like this leech on him, and it's like 40 feet long. <laughs> and uh, I look up, and there's like a wall of cops. And I just, that guy. And I'm like, what? To you? Yeah. And, oh, the, and no. they all come over, and it's like, we need to search you. You had to tell. I'm like, why? And they're like, well, this dog. And I go, I called him over to me. <laughs> I was like, he's a gorgeous dog. This is a, this is a trap for dog lovers, not yeah. for anything else else and uh, i'm like uh, i go i don't submit to your search and they go well, you have to i go why i go it's terrorism law i go are you terrorism yeah, law I, I go, fucking no God and i go are you, are you looking or do you think i'm a bomber do you th- do i look like a have you had a lot of problems from canadian terrorists lately yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they're like that's not it we want to see if you have drugs but i go but you just the terrorism law i know you just said you're using terrorism that's a law. problem they use one law <laughs> to, to enforce all the other ones absolutely absolutely terrorism law we gotta search you for drugs yeah and that's the the bullshit right there and you have to submit but what if I, you don't uh, well they take you down to the Rest station you. but i didn't have to give them my name i didn't have to give them any information whatsoever i said i'm gonna help you the least i can and still get to my gig without being late yeah <laughs> and uh they and the guy apologized the cop didn't i i know this is stupid i shouldn't be doing this and he was like really nice about it, it was his boss was there yeah you know and he went through all my stuff and i had a joint in one of my in my wallet and they fucking missed it they're not wow. very good at finding shit this is uh, when people say, like, if you've got nothing to hide, what's the difference? i got nothing to hide. What are you? But it's like, here's the difference. I'm late to my gig. Yeah. And I have to stop for them to search me for 10 minutes. And I was and I'm really late. late for yeah, my Yeah, it's gig. like, I yeah. have to go. I don't have yeah. time for this. That's, that's, what, that's the difference. I, I want to live my normal life. It's way worse being black, though. Um, I is, mean, is there racism here with black? Well, yeah. Yeah. My buddy Reg, he's black, and he gets stopped. He, he, was, he got stopped until he got famous. Um, yeah. He was stopped constantly in the police. They just, you know, it's racism is everywhere. That secondary tier sort of, and also the way you dress too. That people will, will choose. And if you look like a, you know, like a like a feral, you know, right. Uh, My friend Mac. You know Mac Lindsay. I don't. Well, he uh, got arrested. Not arrested. New York has decriminalized marijuana for a certain amount. Really? Decriminalized. When did that happen? I don't know. Years I ago. Didn't know that at all? Yeah. yeah they so when they're like, they don't fuck around here. They'll arrest you for like a year. They won't. They can't. Unless you have it all baggied up in like 10 different baggies. But it <laughs> right. look like you're just distributing some. Um, which, by the way, my friend Sandy did that. He just bought weed for like the month and he divvied it up for himself. Oh, like on a date, like one of those uh-huh. things those old people do? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> different bag- and they found him. I'm like, what is this? He goes, oh, I know what this looks like. But this is all my weed. This is not. <laughs> I've just got OCD. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, this is a cure for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually why I have this. Um, uh, what was I just going to say? Divvied oh. up. Oh, yeah, getting caught in New York with it. Oh, yeah. So he, they put him in a paddy wagon. They caught him with a gram. That's offensive here. 
Paddy wagon? I didn't know that. I've been saying that oh, forever. It's for patties, for yeah, Irish people. Never made the connection. Never made. Wow. I was in Dublin and I said paddy wagon a couple of times and the crowd started to murmur. And I'm like, what's your guys' problems? I was throwing a paddy wagon. <laughs> and, oh, excuse me there, sir. Wow. <laughs> That's quite wow. offensive to us patties. I'm like, wow. That never dawned on me that uh, that was a racial term. That, that's, they just, in New York, they just scoop up yeah. Irish people. How great was my accent there? Did you it was pretty that? good. It was pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, I. Thought you were Irish. I did too for a second. Um, so okay, so we got. So they put him in a paddy wagon for four hours, drove him around, next, put him next to criminals that they're arresting for other shit. Right. Just drove him around for it. Took him to the precinct, processed him for another hour and a half, and they said, "Okay, here's your fifty dollar ticket," and let him go. And he was like, "He was like, why was the fucking six hours? What was that all for?" And I'm like, "That was for your neck tattoos. That's Whoa. what that was for. Yeah, because you look like someone they want to fuck with." Fuck. Well, why don't they just make neck tattoos illegal? Yeah. I mean, you'd be helping everyone a little yeah. bit. <laughs> if you look like danger, the cops are always going to fuck with you. Like, like yeah. Rambo. That was Rambo's have ever, problem. Have you ever been caught with weed by the cops? Um, I was in, I was in um, Germany trying to exit. I think, I think it's pronounced Germany. Germany. Trying to leave uh, Oktoberfest with my, uh, not Planner, whatever that, um, the JW beer is. I had one of those beer, beer signs that I stole like a fucking free man. I did it. I got out. I got past security and I got out. I kept it or walked around the whole anyway. So then I left the cops like, give me the thing. I was like, what? And he was like, the, the, I was like, but I'm already out. This is mine now. And he was like, and he pointed to it. And I noticed that I had the, the stein in my, in these four fingers and I had a joint holding this. And he like pointed at it. And I just was like, and I just kind of scooted it, but he definitely saw it. Really? There's no way he didn't see yeah. it. Well, the police, didn't in, care. the police in Europe have a different mantra, right? Um, like, I've talked to Dutch police a lot because I spend a lot of time in Holland, and uh, their motto is, the last resort is arresting people. They want to solve a conflict. They want to get rid of the danger. They want to take care of the, the society. Wow. And they, the last thing they want to do is arrest people, and, that's, and the people know that. They want to so, make sure everything's peaceable. And, so they uh, just break up a fight. They break so go up on a your fight, way. Go this way, go that way they'll solve disputes if somebody steals something they make them give it back they, they right go, there yeah we don't want you around here anymore we'll keep our eyes out i'll stop you from coming in the store if i see you stuff like that um wow. rather than arrest people and it's quite an interesting sort of way to deal with stuff you know yeah like, why process them well because they don't have an industry of jails like we've sold out america has sold out their industry so, they, yeah. so the jailers the jails themselves make money the yeah. more they're, you know. But that's not a new thing. That started right after slavery. I mean, the whole reason when slavery changed, <sighs> they realized that they could make a much higher profit off of indentured oh, free blacks. Yeah. yeah, because when you got a criminalized black working in your mine, um, you didn't have to pay for him. You didn't, he didn't cost like thousands of dollars. And if he dies, you can replace him like that. Yeah. You're not out your capital. So they actually became worse for blacks in the they South. They had no loitering laws. Yeah. yeah. Right before harvest season, they would go in and they'd scoop everybody up off the streets. God, they yeah. so good. White people are a great. Slave owner. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so this place isn't really religious at all then, huh? No. Uh, See, I thought this was the home of religion. No, nobody's religious here on any level. On any le- you get mocked if you're religious in public in the UK. If you ever brought up God in an election here, people, w- and same with Canada for that matter, really, people would openly mock you. You for- know what Benny Netanyahu did once? He was running for, I think, I think. Uh, did uh, you just shorten Benjamin Netanyahu back down then to he Benny? Was Benny? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that cat. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but he was running for, I think, the mayor of Jerusalem. Right. This is way back. I did too, you know. You ran for the mayor of Jerusalem? Yeah, no votes. <laughs> but his guy who's running against. Last name Johansson didn't, <laughs> didn't pull him really, in. It didn't really work. <laughs> the guy who's running against found pictures of him cheating on his wife. What? Yeah. And he went to him and he said, Listen, Benny, 
<laughs> Your option. Drop out of the race or I'm releasing these. Uh, you know, one of those clandestine things like here, here, here. Yeah. So you have to this time tomorrow. And uh, Netanyahu just called a press conference and said, um, my opponent is trying to blackmail me about uh, stuff with my wife. That's private matter. That has nothing to do with anyone else. nothing to do with this election. And Netanyahu's approval rating shot up. Really? Yeah. Crushed the election after I've that. I've always had a theory on this, on what? what everybody does wrong when confronted with this sort of situation. Hide it and try to deny it? What? This is, uh, whenever you're caught with a prostitute, you immediately have a press conference with your wife and go, uh, it was her idea. <laughs> she, oh. wanted, she wanted to hook up with the girl. <laughs> and I mean, come on, guys. Right. <laughs> What am I supposed to do? That's a great idea. I know. It's like, what the fuck, man? Nobody's going to fault me for this. You know? <laughs> They'll be like, oh, it's I not so black and white now. Didn't lie to her. Yeah. <laughs> She's on the same page. Wanted a threesome. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Who did? That's the thing when I had my, op- my, my that, that open yeah. relationship. People are like, oh, so you just cheat on her all the time? I'm like, no, I've never cheated on her. Yeah. Because I tell her that cheating is playing not by the rules. Yeah, I'm still grossed out when my friends cheat, uh, like have girlfriends and stuff like that. It's like, I'm not going to participate in your thing. I'm not going to out you because I'm not yeah. a dick. But I'm not going I, to, I don't like, the lying is the awful part. I've had to take pictures at like the Third Street Promenade or, or the, the, um, the pier with guys and, and have them say, hey, can you, um, can you drop that on Instagram tomorrow or Twitter tomorrow? So that uh, it looks like I'm with you because I'm going to be with someone else. <laughs> Are you around? You're around a lot of serial fucking serial cheaters, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and it gets weird to me because I'm like, well, now I can't just can't live my life in an honest way. I have to we're worried about what I'm saying wrong because because you not fair because you're you. living a lie. Yeah, those people need to sort their shit out. Yeah, I, doesn't that sort of seep into their other aspects of their personality when they're deceptive like that? The lying all the time. Yeah, hmm. I can't be around people like I don't want to juggle their lies for them, and I'm not good at it because I, I I forget shit all the time. So I'm like, what? Yeah, and like how could you say that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Did I just out your ten year long fantasy? <laughs> it's weird. You're kind of like me, where you're just kind of open about everything. Yeah, and then it's like any sort of attack on that, on the ability just to be completely honest about everything is like, you're really fucking me up here, man. Well, I think that's pot though. I mean, I think that I couldn't juggle lies the way I know people that people that because juggle your memory li- is so low now. Yeah. Of pot. If yeah. I can't count on my actual memory as the basis for my information, <laughs> like what the fuck? If I created a fake world on top of the fuck, I have a hard enough yeah. time remembering the real shit. We had, we had a guy <laughs> who boned one of the managers of the comedy store. I don't really know the comedy store people that well. It doesn't in matter. LA. Just a comic, is outside she, comic. Is she attractive? No, dude, it's a gay guy. Oh, okay. And uh, and he told us, and his the only part that he said that I still have no memory of is, "Do not tell this to anyone." <laughs> and then, I, I mean, I went to that guy who had a boyfriend. He had another boyfriend, but oh. he, he liked being a bottom sometimes. If the boyfriend only wanted him to yeah, be a top, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, oh, hey, I heard you, uh, you know, my friend uh, so-and-so. And he's like, mm, no, don't know what you're talking about. He goes, yeah, yeah, you know. And he goes, no, I don't. I have a boyfriend. I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> and then he found out about it. I was like, dude, I told you not to tell anyone. You told him <laughs> in front of people. And I was like, all right, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I thought Michael it was interesting. The, office. <laughs> <laughs> the best we were, we were making fun of him when, the, when a guy told us about the stuff. You know, my friend David Taylor, he told us. Yeah. And we were making fun of how, like, pleasant and beautiful the, the gay sex was and eventually got fed up with it because he's a small guy this guy and he goes uh i made his ass bleed <laughs> like, Gross. i don't want to know that <laughs> I, I, all right although I've, uh, it's also pleasant and beautiful is never a term i've ever heard either. <laughs> that's so strange it's funny because all my friends in vancouver that are gay i got one in particular yeah and uh 
Darcy, who I love. It's just they none of them admit to being bottoms. None of them do. Yeah, I find that really weird. If you're so cool, why does nobody a bottom? Like, mm-hmm. I, there's gotta be some. <laughs> <laughs> One guy fucking a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. it's just, it, I don't understand the the holdout for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's that last the status sort of thing that you're pushing. Come on, yeah, share I, it, bro. <laughs> share the situation. What are the garbage people here? Garbage people. Okay, I have this term called garbage people, and it's 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 a non racial term for the the, the gross a white trash kind of thing. Or yeah, but that's just for whites. Um. Oh, they call them chavs to a degree. Chavs. And what is that? Uh, feral youth. Uh, the, uh, the Camden people. No, there's no specific. See, that's one of the interesting things about here too is we don't have ghettos per se. Um, I always make a joke about this about how in the U.S. and Canada, well, not really Canada, but in the U.S., how they have ghettos, and which is convenient because you put all your awful people in one place, so you yeah. can avoid it, right? District nine. Whereas here, they just sprinkle them all over the town, so you can <laughs> yeah. get stabbed in any neighborhood. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, um, yeah, they put. They, it's part of their social policy to put um, uh, housing in amongst wealthy people uh, everywhere, so that there's not a sectionalized area. Oh. So you don't get get can't fall away there. completely. Yeah. So there's no actual zone that you can go to where. Uh, I mean, there's some areas that are a little more rough than others, but then they gentrify quickly and change. So it's, it really doesn't have a like gap. here. We're shortage of bad neighborhood. Not. It was more industrial. It just but wasn't, wasn't a bad neighborhood. Oh yeah, they do gentrify that way sometimes yeah. in places yeah. where it's not bad. It's where just like farther businessy. out east was was considered a bad neighborhood because all the prevailing winds blew the industry smoke east, right? So all the rich people lived in the west, and all the all the shitty people lived in the east because of the smoke. But since there's no heavy industry in London anymore, now that's actually quite a nice. Area. Beautiful. Yeah, and right. uh, you know, there's no bad places in London really, but you can get stabbed anywhere. If you run into the wrong people, <laughs> you know? well, that's why I read to realize when I pass a black guy late at night and in black the States, I'm like, oh, but then I realized, oh, this here. is just, yeah, they're not, they don't come from a ghetto. There's no system of that. They're well, also, just a different color. Also, it, yeah, you don't, it's not really the same racial thing. I don't understand why the cops are so mean to black people here because they're actually really nice. Is it because of Hollywood? <laughs> I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's sort of an Americanization of the concept because uh, as soon as you hear a black guy, excuse me, fellow, <laughs> you know, or, or blimey, what? The, you know, it's like, how can I? <laughs> and, and, and then there's this thing, like, in it, what might, in that whole talk, it's like, it, it just isn't scary. <laughs> so who like, are the garbage people then? Who are the uneducated, fucking uh, gross, ruining it for everybody well, people? Well, the North of England has a, a tougher edge to it, right? Uh-huh. The old mining communities, like uh, it, like Liverpool's and, and Manchester and stuff like that, have a, have a Birmingham have a tougher side to them. Uh, Manchester's, you fucking, a lot of bad shit happens up there. Really? It's a really fun town. What about London? I mean, London must have a, the gen side. I don't know. I don't think so. Not really that bad. I mean, our crime, the crime rate here is so much lower than the U.S. So it's, Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Like, murders, there's like maybe 80 in London last year. That's 16 million people. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cops don't have guns, right? Yeah, and people don't have guns either. So because no... you get knife crime. You get some pretty horrific knife crime. Don't get me wrong. But you can't go out and buy a knife. Those are illegal, too. Knives are illegal? Oh, fuck yeah. You can't have a knife. You can't walk down. You have a cooking knife. You have to take it from the store and home, and you have to be over 21 to have it. But if you're a kid, you can't have a blade longer than an inch and a half. Wow. Yeah. So, so what are the knife crimes? People just stab the fuck out of somebody once they do get one? Well, kids. Like, you'll get, like, about 10 kids will swarm and, and stab stuff. That's the gang. Like in the movie, kids? There's gangs, uh, drug gangs and stuff like that. And they're not as organized and entrenched. I mean, I'm not trying to point this as a utopia. There's certainly yeah. lots of social problems. But it's not... 
It's just not the same. It's not the violence. And the thing about knife crime is you don't get drive-by knife crime. <laughs> you don't get a lot of random Throwing people. something. <laughs> You're like, oh, you hit me with a handle. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> spun wrong that time. Yeah. Just kind of nicked me. It's generally people involved in the same sort of behavior that are getting. Oh, right. You know? It's the same way in Vancouver how like they always turned a blind eye to a lot of the gang violence because they were so uh, they targeted specific They keep it to themselves. Inside. Yeah, and there's a lot of... If, when you look at the, the crime in the triads and the Asian gangs in Vancouver, it's fucking brutal stuff, but it it was to each other, so everybody sort of. I mean, honestly, it. if you keep it just amongst yourselves, like if you guys want to live this way, we'll allow it. Yeah, not I completely, would. but more so than if you let it get out. Well, I always thought that would be a better idea than jail for people. Like, just make one island where people can go where there's no rules, and you could move there if you want to, if you thought you were tough enough. You know, <laughs> like, and just that. nobody fuck with them. That's that's shit island over there. It's Australia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, basically <laughs> yeah. It what Australia. And then it turns out in a few generations, it comes out. It makes it really cool. Nice yeah. girls who love to fuck. Yeah, I think they're trying to do that in Honduras right now with that uh, experimental city, the free zone that they're trying to create. With uh, no taxes in a in an area, and all the corporations are going to move there. And really, yeah, uh, this, like in, they're taking this big. Well, Honduras has to do something because they got the highest crime rate in the world right now, and they don't oh. know what to do. So they're inviting corporates to come in and rape the fuck out of them. Carlos Matias <laughs> Honduran, maybe he should go there and become the mayor or something. Is he out of work? He's he's so well respected. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> he's so well respected. Um, <laughs> he's the, he's the last guy I worked with in Tempe. Really? Yeah. Let's see <laughs> oh, fuck, what a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do a podcast with him. He's one of my it was dream me podcasts. Bobby Lee and him. That was really. The, that was oh yeah, Bobby was friends with him. Yeah. Oh, you should do a podcast with him. I want to do it about like in a non-judgmental way to test my because I do some dark stuff on here too. Sometimes not funny, but like to test my level of like being unbiased. If I wanted like take me into like how do you start stealing jokes? Were there any problems of the years? Were there certain people you target? How did they get started? Did you feel regret? Like, just the regular questions. As if this, if this isn't a bad thing, tell me about it. I fantasize about going back and being a joke thief. But starting from scratch again. Yeah, because I, I look at joke thieves and the one... Th- they do the, get ahead. But No, no. The thing that bothers me about them is what they choose to steal. I'm oh. always amazed that they always go for like... They never go for people's signature bits. They always go for just kind of... kind of Like, you know who they stole it from. And you know the other stuff they have it's like why would you choose that bit you should have fucking taken the fucking prize if you're gonna steal anyways fucking steal yeah you know if i went back i'd just steal everybody's name bits like just their fucking firecrackers just like i do a hour of closing sets (laughs) you know like everybody's fucking closing five minutes just be boom 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 you'd be a monster yeah (laughs) none of this like oh if i steal this third level bit of theirs nobody will know (laughs) (laughs) no one will be any the wiser fuck that what's the uh how do you get drugs here? How's that? Uh, they, they, you can 24 hour. There's calls to people. I mean, it, I mean, are there drug dealers walking around the street? This are is there delivery systems. This is London. This is the, the hard yeah. fact of London. Marijuana is hard to get here. Yeah. Uh, good quality marijuana. You can get it bad quality all the time. Gotten some of that, but everybody here does Coke. This is, does coke. this is a cocaine city. And so how do you get Coke here? Do you, do you <sighs> it'd be 10 minutes. To deliver anywhere in the city, any place. And well, I mean, do you have to go under a bridge and like look no, both ways? No, people have delivery systems. Yeah, the car will drive up. You'll walk out of the club. They'll put it in your hand. They'll drive away. It's uh, rapid and everywhere, and it's all over the UK. Anywhere in the UK, the UK is coke crazy. This country loves coke. coke what is the UK? Coke, uh, United Kingdom is the is four countries. You've got England. 
yeah. which is where we are, where London is. And then you've got Wales, which is to the west, which is the capital is Cardiff. And then the north is Scotland, which is another country, and the capital is Edinburgh, with Glasgow being another major city. And then you've got Northern Ireland, which is across the water and sort of taken from Ireland, and where they've been fighting over years over it. And Ireland's a separate separate. Um, now, Ireland is its own country. It's and that's an island? It's a completely its own country, not part of the United Kingdom. Does it border? It's on its own its island. It's on its own island. Yeah, just and then Northern the, Ireland is part of that island? Part of that island, but it's part of the United Kingdom, and that's Belfast. That's like how Hong Kong is. Yeah, a little like, bit. Yeah, you can except, call it part of China, but it's ours now. Except, uh, yeah, that was a religious war between the two, like uh, the Catholics and Protestants. and they Where? In Ireland? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. You're right. familiar with that. And that's, yeah. And that was, so that it's was pretty much this whole, anything off the coast of Europe. Except Ireland. Well, the island of Britain is the one we're on right now. And Great Britain includes Northern Ireland. So, yeah. Okay. Great Britain also includes, did include Hong Kong and all those other places too, well, right? Well, that's the British Empire. That's it's the, the Commonwealth. Empire. Yeah. And that included Canada and Australia and all these places. Yeah, I forget. I grew up in Canada. So I've been part of this my entire life. The Queen's my head of state. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? So, so weird. It is. It is. Especially Because they have nothing to do with you. Fucking nothing. Yeah. And nothing, nothing to do with Quebec. No, no, I mean a double insult to yeah. them. Like, yeah, no. Uh, who's pro- queen? Is online Bill? <laughs> yeah, we 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 beheaded ours. Why do we have a fucking other person's on ours? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Quebec is. It, it, I actually have a lot of sympathy for their f- cultural frustration because I love Quebec. I think it's an awesome place, you know. And they should be independent, but maybe not in their own country, but certainly their own rules. Yeah, probably. That's yeah. like those state rules things. Where it's well, like, yeah, you know, certain people should choose for themselves. You spend some time in France and you realize they just, uh, it's amazing what they value and what they don't, you know? Like, they're just not materialistic like other people are. They're all about living and enjoying life. So my cousin told me, my, my cousin's husband I went out with, this other group, the other side of the family, um, yesterday for lunch. And he was like, yeah, he's found Americans that they're very materialistic. They don't want to ask you what you do for a living, how yeah. much you make. They don't ask you exactly how much you make, but they want to, want to know how, what kind of place you live in, what neighborhood, so they can judge what you are. Yeah. Whereas other people in France, they judge who you are. Is, are you into sports? Yeah. You know, what, what do you like doing? Do you like fishing? That's very similar to here, too. You're, really? You never get asked what you do until, like the, you know, until somebody gets to know you here. Right. You know, it's just it doesn't matter. Because it really doesn't, unless you're doing something like comedy, where you, you set your, like, who you are on it, it's just like, it's my job so I can have a fun life. Yeah. That's what I do during the day. And also, there's not a lot of jingoism here. Like, what does people, that mean? Well, people don't love England. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, are you proud of your country? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not the best, but we live here. You know, like, right. like they'll get passionate about sports, but like when it comes to like their, their policies and stuff like that, and, oh, we could be better, uh, you know, and they look over and they go, oh, Denmark's got it right, or, oh, fuck, yeah, they got it right over there. Like, they admire other countries more than they think themselves, whereas you yeah. don't really get that in the U.S. Where it's like, U.S., you guys, so much. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I put out a tweet on, on July 4th, where, like, USA, we're number one, and then in parentheses, uh, 17 in healthcare, 46 in freedom of the press, 28th in education. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, where are you getting the number one ranking? Well, the one that really matters in that is education, sadly, and that's just been... I, I, they they got to be... They're doing it on purpose. It's all like, the U.S. education standards, it's got to be being uh, cut out on purpose. Cause all they do is, if it's getting too bad, is they got to, like, they redo the tests to make everyone, like, yeah. have done better. Yeah. Oh. We've got to change the curb. 
it's it's really strange like i, I you feel so bad because america's so awesome and i love it and every time i go one of the things i get in arguments about the brits about all the time is about how like they think americans friendliness is disingenuous uh-huh. and i have to explain to them no they're actually really nice uh-huh. like when i land in an airport like in los angeles or place and the pearson's like they're just nice when you talk to them here and, people are mean well, people don't feel any reason to be nice to, <laughs> to an outsider. Like, like they, it's none of my business. I, I don't yeah. care. Just, just, just <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, like, there's no open gregarity. There's no, there's no human kindness. And like the Americans are so nice. Like even Canadians talk about how fucking nice Americans are. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, we're wow. being sarcastic about it. Um, <laughs> the Canadians are nice. <laughs> we're, 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 we're really sarcastic though. Like and I think sometimes we seem nice and we're actually just fucking with you. Oh yeah. Oh, so good to have you here. Come on in. No, take what you want. Uh, How long did it take you to get used to looking both ways on the road before you cross? Still to this day, still look both ways. You do not just because that because there's fucking crazy drivers too. Oh, there are. Like you got go way on the wrong side. Fuck yeah! Like you'll be walking down a one way street, you look one way, and you can be backed into. Oh, they do that. They back up like half a block. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, no, you got the driving here is. Uh, it's really hard to get a driver's license too. It's like three years if you're a British citizen, but if you come from another country, they'll convert your license. Yeah. So you've got British drivers, which are like the three year courses, mandatory this that, and you got a guy you know just came from Romania. Three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, bought his license, filled out the paperwork, and yeah, that's just, it. <laughs> oh. The worst are the guys with all the learners on their mopeds. Yeah, the the learner. They'll, learner I've tr- seen guys drive down the middle of sidewalks on a motorcycle. I've seen, yeah, just <laughs> That's Asian shit. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I stepped into the road once. I was walking along the road and there was moving over, so I just like went into the road. And then I was like, oh, and I looked, and there was cars coming right out. I was looking yeah. forward, but it was like, no, they're behind me. Oh, and that's the other thing. Uh, in the U.S., yeah. people drive, like, if you cross anywhere on the street, even if there's not a crosswalk, if you step in the street, people will come to a stop. Yeah. And, and they'll be mad at you, but they'll stop. Here, they will hit you <laughs> because there's no liability to them. Because like, you're jaywalking, so it's free? Well, there's no jaywalking. It's, you're completely responsible for yourself on a road here. If you get hit by a car... What if you're on a crosswalk? Crosswalk, yes. Okay. But if you're anywhere other than a crosswalk and you get hit, there's, there's, you can't sue. You can't do anything about it. There's, that's you. And it's, yeah, but you still don't want to hit a human. They will, but they will. And yeah. it happens all the time. Like they wow. just they you will die here. Wow. And you will and even worse in France where they'll wanna in a way they wanna teach you a lesson for me. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> That's funny. There's a they, there's a particular joy in taking a moron out <laughs> that oh, really? they have. Yeah. Like uh-huh. Hitting uh-huh. that person is a it goes great with cheese. They'll just they'll they'll have they'll wipe the blood off their windshield eating a nice piece of cheese, just celebrating the death of an idiot. <laughs> it's, it's a, from all of and they like, high five each other. The, the kids will come out. Oh, daddy killed pedestrian. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very dangerous if you're unaware here. I, that's another reason, probably, why weed's not as popular. Because I've almost been killed a couple of times being baked, walked down the streets. And yeah. Just, just having a lorry just fucking vroom, like. What's a lorry? Uh, Cab. Um, oh, it's what they call trucks here. Oh. Yeah, big, uh, big trucks are called lorries. What else took you uh, some time to get used to? Or like, what was it? What did you notice the difference between North America and here? Uh, blowjobs here with teeth instead of lips. For real? 
No, I'm kidding. Oh, like <laughs> that's so interesting. <laughs> what? Just gently on the teeth. I, 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 yeah, people love it. Just it teeth in. up and down the entire oh, way. It's God. the British way. <laughs> God, and their teeth are so jagged and weird looking. Uh, food was really tough to get used to. It's just not as good quality. Um, not as good quality. Well, the pizza is like. Oh, oh God, I fantasize. I fantasize about North American food. Really? Like, yeah, I'd still to this day. Okay, so my cousin, he's been here 23 years. Yeah. And from Germany, from Munich, which is also a good food town. And he was yeah. like, no, that's bullshit, man. That's 25 years ago where they said English food is bland. You can get tons of delicious food all over here. Yeah. Indian food and, and I hate different Indian food. I fucking hate Indian food. It's flavorful, though. At least that. You can't get you can't take that away. It's full of flavor. It's like a it's it's like a food designed to prevent anybody from enjoying their assholes. <laughs> like, if you Dude, that salt beef as soon as I went home I almost texted you as it was coming in my door I was like oh this is coming out right away really high fiber salt beef I had no idea <laughs> the um I, I, that was good the salt beef at the oh, bagel fuck. place that's the only place in all of the UK that has that there's no, no they had it at Borough Market really yep okay well I don't know where that is <laughs> where Borough Market is where's that it's a famous gigantic market is it Fucking Borough Market, man! Just, I just moved to this neighborhood like four. It's months not ago. this neighborhood; it's near Central London. Oh well, if you're not, you only stay in your neighborhoods here. I, oh yeah, if yeah, it was yeah. in Notting Hill, I'd know it. If it was in Muswell Hill, but I don't, I don't fucking it's close to Notting Hill. Where's my phone? I go oh, as far as I can walk. That's 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 the distance for me. That's almost everywhere. Yeah. So people are like, "How'd you like America?" And you're like, <laughs> "Oh, it was lame." You're like, "No, no, no." You're talking about the six blocks you were on in <laughs> Tucson. That's yeah. not America. Or even like, "How'd you like LA?" And it's like. It's like I always if you stay right next to the comedy store mm-hmm. for a week, yeah. you're like you don't know what L.A. is. L.A. was hard to figure out. It took me it's like so spread out. There's yeah. different. It's like there's ten different cities that they call L.A. I remember I lived in L.A. for two and a half years, and I was standing on Sunset, and I looked down Sunset, and I saw a whole bunch of high rise buildings, and I go, "What's that?" And everybody goes, "That's downtown L.A." I go, "There's a downtown L.A." I had wow. no fucking idea. How long were you there for? I lived there for seven and a half years. Wow. I didn't know there was a downtown LA until two years in. Because you, I just Hollywood. I thought Hollywood was Los Angeles. That's where I lived, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Century City, I thought was the downtown. Do you like living like all over the world or stuff? Yeah. It's pretty interesting, if you right? Saw my hometown, you'd get it. <laughs> right. Kelowna, where are you yeah. from? Yeah, Kelowna. <laughs> I um, the more I'm away from the United States, uh, these trips I'm taking. Yeah. This is just the last year and a half, two years. Australia first, and then like Australia's great. Eh? Australia's great. Fuck, and that's the but girls. Very there. American, but the girls there are awesome. They're hot. They're beach bums. Easy. They love to bone. Yeah, they do. It's, I told you, it's the <laughs> least religious country in the world. Seventeen yeah. percent religion. They're more. I'd say they're the same as here, but they're more attractive. Yeah, and yeah. they just like yeah, whatever, yeah. man. Yeah. So you told me here the girls stick to themselves and the boys stick to themselves. They go out in packs here. It's part of their social conditioning here. Uh, it's very interesting because when we well North America, we got like couples intermixed with girls. Like you, hey, let's, or you got five people. Yeah, three boys, five. three girls, three exactly. boys, five girls, whatever. And that actually increases your odds and makes you more socially sort of uh, intermixing with other people. Whereas it's all boys. And they just stay with the guys, and then it's all girls. Like a high school it. party. It, and, it, and that's entire culture. It, just in the and UK. And at the bar, then you mingle? A little bit. They wait till they're fucking plastered, though. Like, they love to drink here. Like, on a level that North Americans can't understand. Like, you'd get a, everybody would get arrested uh, in the U.S. and Canada for the kind of drunkenness that they are at 1 o'clock here. Like, that, that walking down the street, punching shit, falling over. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I can't count how many people I've seen shit their pants, piss, and puke. 
just walking around on the street here. <laughs> just that drunk. Oktoberfest oh, drunk. Epic drunk. Wow. Nobody drinks like the British. Nobody. So good. Like, it, I think that's the biggest shock to Americans, like, or Canadians too, or anybody really. Like, and they are. They the, drink in the day in business suits. Yeah. In the week. Like, I'm talking about 1230. They're outside a bar smoking and drinking. There's, I've never met in seven years anybody in the UK say that they're going to Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. I've never even heard it brought up. Never even heard the term. The idea of quitting drinking has never been brought up in a social sense where that's a good idea. Wow. <laughs> Whereas that was like a common topic, mainly directed at me in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, but oh, you need alcohol. You, need AA. Yeah, you might want to check out AA. You know, and everybody. everybody I love when people are like. Oh, I think you should shut up. <laughs> I got to do this on the inside. I can't from the outside. You can't yeah. tell me that I need I to do it. Change. How about I move to a country that's got a bigger problem than I've got? <laughs> right. like, problem, you need help. Problem solved. Like really, I need help. I was having a great time. I didn't think I need help at all. It's I'm, all the background, the contrast that makes the difference. I come here. I look like I'm a fucking teetotaler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else is there to get, get used to here? Well, they don't hold uh, your behavior when you're drunk against you here at all. Mm. Like no matter how badly you act, uh, they don't hold it against you at all. Whereas everybody holds it against you back in North America. Like, I can't believe that when you were drunk, you said this. And it's like here, it's like, oh, man, <laughs> you had a good night. Yeah, I was trying to tell that guy on stage. He was getting sloppy. And I could tell people like, eh, we don't, I'm not going with you on this. Don't care. Yeah. They don't care on any level. Mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they live. Yeah. They live to party here. They love to celebrate in fancy dress, which is what they call costumes. Yeah, you just see people in costumes for no reason all year long here. Like the, that's why Halloween really? never really caught on so much because they dress up. You don't have Halloween here. Well, they just started getting it oh, in the yeah. last couple of years. My cousin told me that as from an American yeah. idea. Like, let's do this. <laughs> they hate the idea of going door to door, though, because that's that's got to be the biggest British fear: talking to a neighbor. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like nothing would cause them more <laughs> to hide inside their house while they listen to a doorbell ring. <laughs> it's amazing how these things can change. These stereotypes can change though within one generation. Yeah, because like in China. It was always that drive, like really regimented parents yeah. to tell their kids, you fucking shape up, learn everything, how to play it, every instrument, how to be. And then um, they instituted that one child rule. Now they got fat kids. Yeah, because now they said, <laughs> they said because they only have one child, yeah. the parents are like, this is our only chance. Spoiled little princess. Yeah, so they're yeah. all spoiled brats. And it's like one generation, that whole thing changed of how yeah. they treat their children. That's why you got to reduce uh, population. I'm all for population control, but you got to yeah. reduce it by education. You know, if once you teach somebody good enough math that they realize that they're going to bankrupt themselves by having kids, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll opt for yeah. the, the less amount. That was one of Rogan's great bits. It's <laughs> that dumb people are outbreeding smart people six to one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a bit like that, too. I just I was I always yeah. thought that somehow evolution should make sex more complicated. Oh right! So <laughs> like, the more involved you get, yeah, the more like, you can figure it, it out. Be like a, a puzzle involved. Yeah, you should have to answer a riddle to get your dick inside yeah. of a early vagina. man could barely survive. <laughs> yeah, just by luck. I, I got it in that one time. I don't know how I did it. I just got it in. I'm like insanely pro-abortion too, though. Like me too. I, I think it should be mandatory. That's my thing. I think everybody that's pregnant should be. That you should immediately get an appointment to an abortion clinic, and then when you're in there, you should have to talk your way out of it. Like you should have to have a, a, an argument so valid that they go, "Well, let's let this one go. She's got a plan." Like converting to Judaism, they're <laughs> yeah. like, "No, we don't want you. It's going to be tough. You know how hard kosher is, man. Oh, you can't eat anywhere." I know. I tried to convert years. Did you really? Fuck, was it a lot of difficulty? For who? 
during myself. I was I was very theologically curious. I, a lot of people went through a sexual exploration stage. I went through a religious one of about four or five different religions, and wow. Judaism particularly had a lot of appeal for me because of it. Just it spiritually, it didn't. It was more about the growth, family unit, and education. I loved Rabbi Hillel's idea that you could, it's impossible to be both uh, pious and 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 not smart. Like that whole idea of intelligence playing into the whole basis of the religion appealed to me immensely. Yeah. And also, I love the debating concepts. It's all based on logic. Yeah, it's Socratic notion, which was it predated Socratic notion, which is amazing because Greeks get all the credit for it, but it's actually predated it really. Yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, the original Socratic dialogue took place in 400 BC, 600 to 400, whereas the uh, the rabbinical uh, the tradition goes back about 1,000, I think. Yeah, I mean, they they in the Talmud they they spoke about Jesus. They okay. knew he was there as a as a person. Well, it, was, it was before that where the where the yeah. debate evolution. Yeah. But it was an oral tradition way before. Yeah. So it's like, hmm, interesting. And, yeah, there's all sorts of neat stuff in there. You know, that's yeah. what I have the most from all my time in yeshiva and all that stuff is my sense of logic, my pragmatism. Yeah, that all comes from there. Where that's it's like, the most I can break down th- an That's argument. what they don't teach anybody anymore. I got it from Socrates. You know, I got the, I got the whole idea of syllogistic deduction of an extra fact from two other facts, where you can go you know, a plus b equals c, therefore c minus b equals a, and that whole concept of, de- uh, of the scientific method is based on that. And that's yeah. what's missing out of U.S. and modern education is they teach rote memorization and no yeah, deductive memorize reasoning. and not break down it why. Be fucking anything. They had this. The one I remember, they had that uh, if if um, if you accidentally kill someone. Mm-hmm. There's all these rules about accidentally killing someone. Um, um, one, their their um, their offspring or their their loved ones are allowed to kill you back for revenge, and you have like a certain amount of time to get to a safe house. And before you get to that safe house, if they kill you, that's scot free. If I accidentally kill you and your wife comes after me, I had this time to get to a safe house. And if I spend, I think it's like six months in the safe house, then I'm off again. So basically, even back then, Jewish people were pitching movie ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's, that's a great movie idea. That's a great movie safe idea. Safe house. <laughs> Set it in that time, too, so you don't have cars yeah. or anything. Fuck yeah. <laughs> She's got open... That's like The Grudge. Not yeah. The Grudge. What's the that Purge. T- the Purge, purge. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> open open rain. You can murder the fuck out of them with the arrow. Your people have a knack for yeah. entertainment. <laughs> God. But anyway, so one of the rules, if, if you kill somebody, you have to give their wife a certain amount of money. Right. And if they're a doctor, you have to give them, I say, let's say, 100, uh, whatever, pre-dated shekels. shekels. Yeah, yeah. Before, before that. And then if they're like a garbage man, you give them like 10. Right. Um, and then there's this whole breakdown of like, wait a minute. Are you putting a value on human life that a doctor's human life is worth more than a garbage man? That doesn't seem fair. If the, if the punishment is you killed somebody, you can't say that, that this, this life was worth more. And then they say, well, that's a passage. That's there. So they're breaking that down. Right. So they say, no, it's not that. It's the wife and her cost of living. And she's used to a certain lifestyle. Oh. So though you're not equaling it, you're helping her out a little bit. But the garbage man's wife is, doesn't need that much to keep her lifestyle going, to correct the wrong that you've done. That's fascinating. Yeah. And that kind of debate and logic took place in all the schools. And yeah. the smartest people. This is the thing I love about the Ashkenazi heritage and why, if you look at the Nobel Prize winners in the last 100 years, they <laughs> dominate. They have like 700 yeah. have been like Jews. And because all the smartest Christians in the Middle Ages uh, were pushed into religion and uh, the Catholic Church. So they all became priests. All the people that could read, all the people that could, could come up with complex ideas became priests and were therefore denied offspring. Whereas the most oh. intelligent people from the rabbinical schools uh, had the most kids and were the most successful 
uh, and reproductive. So I, it's like it's natural selection. You know, Christians got dumber, Jews got fucking way smart. Wow, yeah. You Look at you, your big brain pulsing as we talk. <laughs> growing, it's growing. <laughs> yeah, we have to crack our skulls every two years, so a lot more room. The reset's bigger, but that's why they say it's steroids, but not with Jews. It's actually just regular. Um, what else about London should we know about? Uh, what did tubes, you discover here? Tubes are great. Um, How big are sports here? Football is bigger than anything. In the, they have those riots on that, the streets here. That is religion. That is religion. Is that here? They have riots on the streets about so like, football. About like um, here, on this side is that team. On that side is that team, and we're all just going to well, stab each other. The stadiums are all divided here, right? Like yeah. if you're a fan of one team, you go in that fan's entrance. Oh, really? Yeah, it's separated completely. Because back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, there's tons of murders in the, in the, in the stands. They sell booze at games? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that always, that's, that's what does that's it. A, that's a hard thing to get used to, is that you can drink anywhere and walk down the street and drink. That's why those people are drinking outside. Like, yeah. I'm not saying they're outside the bar having a cigarette. When, they're outside with their beer in their I hand. When I explain to people that you can't drink in a park... Yeah, in the U.S. and Canada, like you'll get arrested. They can't understand it. But what's the point of the park? Right. <laughs> you can't. But you can't throw your beer bottle at anybody. Well, no, you can't throw your beer bottle anywhere. Or I'm saying it's like you can have certain rules without having all the rules. Right. right like in China, yeah. there's no violence, but you can drink down the street. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. In New Orleans, you can drink on the street. Mm-hmm. I but just don't. Have yeah. violence. Don't have violence. That's the problem. But you can drink everywhere here. You can drink in the movie theaters. You can drink. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you buy beer. You know, it, it, some McDonald's serve alcohol, some like fast food places. You know, it's like yeah. it's just alcohol is just omnipresent, you know. So, it, yeah, it's a, that's a weird thing. And, and sports, of course. Sports and booze go hand in hand. You they know? really do. And football's massive here. Like, people wear the colors of their teams on the days they're playing. And, to and, support. Yeah. It's the one thing that makes me feel isolated because I'm not good at any sports, really. Like, I understand. Well, most uh, people aren't. It's just they're fans well, of Well, I'm good at playing. I just not, I can't watch. Oh. It just bores the shit out of me watching other people play sports. Really? Like, I love playing basketball. I like tennis. Yeah, I'll tell you. Six five. No, 6'4". Six 6'4". Four, six four. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, <laughs> you know you like somebody when you add an itch. <laughs> it's when we break up, you'll take an inch off. Yeah. <laughs> he was he like was, five inches. That's how tall he was. 5'11", like maybe. <laughs> um, I love when girls do that. Talk yeah. about ex-boyfriends. Like, I think he was gay. I'm like, why'd you date him for four years then? I've dated girls where I thought I was gay. They were so fucking awful. It was like, Jesus. Maybe I'm just not into women. <laughs> yeah. I, the last the last girl I dated in L.A. was uh, I actually you know I don't want to say anything bad about her because you know she's got her own things but fucking hell you know uh, who who was it oh I you don't know her blonde but, yeah yeah you did meet her yeah I know her yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh Christ <laughs> I dated her too she was so hard to deal with uh, she just dominated you mm, mm. well me anyway yeah. it was like it was her game yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I'm so, I, I, it's weird because you think you're a bad person when you're with them. And yeah, like, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. And oh, you dated her for a long time. I, and then you realize when you step away from it, you're like, oh, fuck, no, I'm normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this social environment. This is, this is just, we're very different people. That was the thing that took me a long time to realize. It's not her fault. She's right. just a different person. And you're trying to get this thing because she's so pretty. Yeah. She was hot, man. At the time. Those. Well, now she's older. I mean, yeah. but yeah, but it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, <laughs> big fake boobs. I um, golly, that was some of the best sex I've ever had. Yeah, let's not get too specific. Okay, on this <laughs> sorry. Are you sorry? Sorry, I'm not gonna say her name, yeah. but all right. 
Um, I, I remember, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, no. I, I ran into another ex of mine when I was in L.A., too. Yeah. When I was with Courtney, when we first, we'd been married like three years. Yeah. And, you know, Courtney was like 20, three years, 22, yeah. 23 at the time. Because uh, I married a, you know, 20-year-old because I'm smart. She's so hot. Yeah. And so I ran into an ex of mine who had let herself just go. <laughs> like, just go. Like, yeah, just giving up on life, kind of, and I felt so sick to my stomach because I thought I'd have this sort of vindicated, like, hey, and I didn't feel that at all. I felt remorse and sadness. Oh, and because you didn't still, you weren't still hating her. No, I haven't. I, I don't. She was bad to you when you were dating. We were again different. Like, right, just right. I couldn't believe how many prudes I dated in L.A. You know, like m- mentally, like just shut off to evolved thinking and that they just assumed was the norm. And as soon as I left Los Angeles, I actually, and they get locked in this new age simplicity for existence that just, they reinforces basic ideals rather than challenging yourselves to step beyond the rules that society offers. And you get that a lot here where people just don't, they're just just like, no, I'm good with this. Yeah. And they don't judge you here on any level. You know, it's like, what do you mean? Like there's just more openness. Like there's no gay stigma here. There's no, no gay stigma at all. They're intermingled completely. I should have covered that. There's like at least, 15 openly bisexual male comics on oh, the really? circuit. Yeah, not a problem. No. And they don't like only talk about that? Nope. Here's my biggest problem with, oh, we got to talk about that. Actually, I, t- I don't think any of them talk about it. Before, remind me before we close, we got to talk yeah. about the comedy scene here. But yeah. um, I see people at bars where it's, it's usually it's totally separated, but it's like, you know, a guy and a girl hanging out and then just two guys all over each other and it's yeah. not, just nobody gives a shit at all. Not on any level. That's my biggest problem with American gay comics. Is it, that's all you can talk about? That's your entire makeup? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you wouldn't even know some of the gay comics are gay here, like because they're they're sets, and, and you wouldn't know they're straight too. I mean, a lot of guys do talk about sex, but like a lot of guys don't. But so why does it have to come up just because you like dudes instead of girls? Absolutely, I, I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Um, one of the real interesting things too is in the social strata how open it is too. You know how like if you like the joke is like you can be gay in New York, but if you go to working class Pennsylvania, like yeah. uh, uh, that's where you'll run into trouble. Yeah. Here, you will not. <laughs> like, the working class places are just... Outside as, of London? Yeah, just as open-minded about that stuff... Really? ...as the big cities. Just because it's just not a thing. It's just not none of their business. They don't consider uh, other people's... You know, it's funny when I see gay bashing now on stage in the United States. Doesn't, it's, it's just gotten to this point where that used to be a, a punchline. Yeah. You're gay. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe he shouldn't have told me that, but he was fucking gay. And then everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. And now people do that same sort of thing. These 90s comics that are still doing comedy. Martin Lawrence, he's a good example. He, um, he's sane, though. He's sane. Oh, yeah, he's not sane at all. <laughs> but like, I saw him doing this really 90s style of comedy. And yeah. it's like, you do this, and the people in the audience are like, hey, we're 26. <laughs> Ten years ago, we were going to high school with openly gay people. Yeah. That's... It's not even like a not a negative. We just don't even think about that. It's as if you're making fun of somebody's couch as making as like ha ah, he's got a, this couch and you're like we don't understand what you're saying. They should have like you know how there's AD and BC for the change. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There should be a pre glee and post glee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except if both be PG, so it wouldn't work. That show helped it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that show did. Uh, my so-called life helped it. MTV yeah. in general has helped it. Yeah, yeah. MTV presents like dating shows where it's like, and on some of these shows, it's gonna be a guy trying to fuck a guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, they've made the the stigma sort of go away. I still hate MTV for stopping playing music videos. I know. Uh, I like music videos so much. I used to love it. That was my favorite thing. Well, I want to. And then it some... went down at only three a.m. So at three o'clock, I would watch the fucking. But then, it's, how is yeah. it gone? How do you not ha- start an MTV two? 
that then only played videos. Yeah. I don't like going on YouTube and just get, I like being shown stuff I haven't seen. Yeah. That's something that this culture doesn't like as much. YouTube? No, be, seeing things they're not familiar with. They don't like it. it yeah, this is the, the, sadly, I think that that's the that's one. America too. Yeah, it's the one bad thing about this next generation is that you're becoming comforted by familiarity again. Mm-hmm. And so that there's not a lot of, uh, I think about all the songs that aren't being written now and all the stories that aren't being written in this generation because people just want to hear the same stories retold back to them. Sure. Again. And the same. So songs Western are, media presents China as this communist country. And, it's, yeah. it's, and they're like, hold on, wait, this isn't all these stories they push about things are like, that's just because it's been told. Whenever yeah. they do a story about comedians, oh, they're very serious in their real life, but they're but they're. Sh- and it's like, shut up! You're yeah. just repeating a story that you've heard. Absolutely, there's uh, people, but that's because the population itself. We're all happy. Has been told to feel uncomfortable with new ideas. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at the 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 1920s to the 1950s, there was this blossom of original thought, original storytelling, original new ideas that was that sort of coexisted. I mean, with the world at war, it changes people and it forces them outside of. A comfort zone and it makes their art sort of push farther and we really haven't had that type of sacrificial war ever again i mean we've had war u.s has been in continuous war but it's a different type yeah different type you know it's not over if you like if you ideal. have wealth or education or any semblance of sense you can completely avoid it you know it's only basically you're just punishing the the have-nots <laughs> i found out that problem they're trying to legalize slots in maryland and he was like uh he was like that's just that's just a tax on poor people yeah because the odds are against you yeah. And only the poor people go to play. So all you're doing really is taking their money and giving it to the government. Well, you could some to the government, some to the casino. Well, in the states, it mainly goes to the uh, the owners and the investors. In Canada, ninety five percent of all the profits from casinos have to go to charity. Oh, really? Yeah. So it goes back to the poor. <laughs> Why do they even have casinos then? <laughs> Not very it's many. So profitable that it's like five percent is good enough. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, you have like a, a licensed managerial fee for it, and that's yeah. it. You know? And salaries. You can have salaries. Those don't go away from profits. I, I don't think... I don't know. I, 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 yeah. Are there casinos in... There's Vancouver. All the big cities have them. Poker's really big. Poker. Yeah. But that's not a big moneymaker for those guys. Because no. they, only get a, they only get the... Tips, what, pretty much. What's it called? No, the rake. Rake, yeah. Uh, oh, my. That was like straight into the mic. It's all right. I do. I fart into it all the time. <laughs> really? If I have a good fart during you, an intro... Do you, do you label the mic that you fart into? Or no, this- well, you saw the socks <laughs> fell off completely. That's, no, they just go into my bag. That's good news. That's good news. I, want I didn't a, shit on it. I want a little fecal, fecal matter in I my... I bowl all over it. <laughs> um, so the comedy scene is different here for a few reasons. One, you said that the way that everybody gets paid the same. There's no like headliners or... I mean, there's headliners and outside gigs, but in London... I'm uh, talking about London. London. London is amazing. Uh, London's the most vibrant comedy city in the world because there's more... There's most more what? Com- dynamic? Yeah. And there's more, there's more comedy in London than any city on the planet. More than Los Angeles, more than The New way York. Chris Quayle yeah. showed me... Um, we went to the middle of Leicester Square, right. and he just took me into like a, pretty much a 360, like just turning around. He goes, there's one. Yeah. There's one. There's a club. Over there and behind me is a club. Over there's a club and there's a club. Where he can we can see the entrance like seven different clubs. Yeah, yeah. There's probably about just in in within uh, a kilometer of where you were standing. There's probably about twenty five. Yeah, and then it was a it was eight minute walk from uh, Top Secret to the casino. Yeah, and then an eight minute walk back to the other Soho comedy room. Yeah. And then you go out a little farther, and there's and there's full clubs like those are like two nights a week, three nights a week clubs. And then you go out, and then there's three, four nights a week clubs, road clubs. Yeah, well, there's no road clubs really, but like I mean, when we say three or four nights a week, 
what happens? They're still just like those clubs, but they're just they they're just longer running things. Like, you what do you mean? Well, uh, maybe I'm not using the right terminology. There's just a lot of clubs. <laughs> like okay, got, but you say but you, you go out an hour, the, but two hours the, away. Like you've got up the creek, right? Okay, which is outside of that central circle, but it's only 20 minutes. That's still London by tube, yeah. But like Manchester's a different scene. Oh no, Manchester's two hours away, and that's got another comedy store, and it's got four clubs, and it's got. And do you get paid and put into a hotel when you go there, yeah, and like and other three person shows, or is it still same same intermission same, intermission same shows? And you've got and then Birmingham, which is only an hour and a half away, uh, that's a city of three million people, and it's got uh, one, two, three, four clubs. So same thing, MC comic intermission, MC yeah, comic yeah, intermission, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes two comics intermission, but that's about it. Yeah. That intermission thing is a weird situation. That's because comedy evolved differently, right? Yeah. Comedy in the U.S. evolved out of uh, nightclubs and, uh, and show acts and stuff in clubs, right? So you have waitresses. Whereas comedy, stand-up comedy here evolved out of the theater. theaters. Where so there theaters was no have waitress. breaks. And they don't have waitresses. Because that Soho Room, what was that one called? Not the casino, the other one. The one we performed at. Oh, the Empire? Empire. No, yeah. no, not the Empire Casino. Oh, the, uh, the, the other one. one. we did. Uh, Saint, I forget the name of it. St. Charles? Uh, no. Saint something, Saint. Yeah, but Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales. Yeah, Saint Saint Prince of Wales. Fucking hell, eh? Jesus. But those waitresses could easily come through the crowd and serve drinks. Yeah, but nobody. That it's just happen. not done. No, it's not done in comedy clubs here. At first, I was like, I don't like that, and then I had to stop and say, Why don't I like it? It's great. What's the specific reason I, I don't like it? Fucking love it. You know what? You don't get here a bill drop. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I, when I explain the bill drop to comics here, they're like, "You mean a wait? They they hand people their bill just before they're sh- at your culminant? middle of the headline." Yeah, they don't have that here. It's fucking fantastic. Because you go pay for your drink at the bar and come back and drink it. Yeah, and then it's another twenty five minutes has passed. Like I want another drink. Yeah. Don't worry, if it's twenty and you want a drink, you can get up and get one in five minutes. Absolutely. So there's yeah. two or three intermissions per show. Yeah, generally two intermissions. Two intermissions per show. So they get drinks before. Yeah, and then also. People like it ruins the momentum, and it's like not at all. I, I thought it would, but, but it doesn't because you have an MC that goes back on, and so you guys, you've already been educated. Like, yeah. hey, you know, I don't know what comedy is now. You've had 25 minutes of comedy. It's sure it's been a 10 minute break, but you already so only a minute, and then they're back into the, to the stigma. But remember not how stigma. I explained to you earlier, also how there's no status for when you go on on the show. Yeah. So like, uh, like it doesn't matter. The the best person isn't last year. The crowd doesn't think that the openers are bad here. Right. The, yeah, I've gone on first and I've gone on last. Yeah, the crowd feels everybody's the same too because they de- haven't had that U.S. where they hammer in the f- the openers suck, so I don't have to pay attention to them. The MCs suck, so I don't have to pay attention to them. Whereas here, the MCs generally, well, not maybe at the rooms we were at, but th- are generally fucking fantastic. Like and, Canada, I liked yeah. how MCs the second best comic of the night. Yeah, whereas not it, always, but like at that's the comedy general. score, the MC is is the top comic. Really? He's the Because he's going one. through the whole way. That's yeah. black nights are like that. Yeah. Black shows uh, in America, yeah. the MC is the guy. It's his night. But he's then, also doing 80 minutes of material on the show. It makes it easier to follow incredible acts, too, having those breaks. So let's say you have a guy who's famous going on in yeah. the first section, blows the roof off the place. They get up, they go have a drink, they come sit down. A lot easier to follow him. Energy's still in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy did well at the casino. Some guy, being friendly. Yeah. The next guy was on. I was like, oh, I'm going to have trouble following that. I was like, oh, yeah. And then they took a break. I'm like, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. They won't. Like, there's, there's exactly. no following yeah, anybody. Yeah. 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 That's really nice. Yeah. It's very nice. It's like, here's one. Here's one. Here's one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's and when we do our tour in uh, Canada, like or I'm not doing it this year, but when we used to do the Snowden tour, and it's still going this year. By the way, if you're listening to this, you go support them, even though I'm not on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do those ski tours. I got to start doing yeah. those. Yeah, we do this. We'd use the European format there, and it went over great. Like the crowds really appreciated it. First time I saw it was a nasty show in Montreal, and I was like, "What?" 
Yeah. No, first time I saw it was Fourth and B in San Diego, and then never again. Oh, fuck, is that still run? I don't know. That was like the most underpaid good big uh, gig in the. Yeah, world. it was like really the only it was a hundred bucks but you're like i get to perform for a thousand people yeah and like i've never done that before but then you, nobody stopped like yeah you perform for a thousand people you should get more than a hundred dollars yeah no shit you should, everybody should get one dollar off that ticket <laughs> <laughs> like that should be normal that, that an average should be a, a dollar off each ticket i remember being so excited to play the big room yeah, yeah. you got some shitty hotel room i have to are watch you, this to make sure it doesn't start xing because if it oh we it, getting it, to the end no i've just got my batteries going down can i pee Oh, yeah, sure. Perfect time. Yeah, let's do a break. I take stop pauses anyway. Okay, go pee. Yeah. Coffee and weed do go well together. I've just never got, I, I never liked the taste, and by the time I realized, ow! Oh, I had to revisit my tastes. Dude, it didn't hurt as bad. Barefoot. It that didn't hurt as bad as like, it looked. Sound, it sounded horrible. Yeah, because it was barefoot. Yeah. Like, my first thought was, oh, fuck. And yeah. then the pain never came. Oh, okay. I mean, it was right on the bone. It oh, was right on the bone. I thought it was the toes. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I was like, oh, that's going to... Like a ball shot sometimes. You're like, that's... No, it didn't come. All right. Nice. I haven't had a fucking bad ball hit in a while. That's, that's oh, an that advantage of being an adult. When you're a kid, it seemed like all the time you'd get fucking nailed in the balls. Yeah. As an adult, it happens far less. I think you're more... I remember walking into a um, a railing in a park in Sligo Creek Park. Uh-huh. No, not in Sligo Creek Park. The different park nearby there. Walked right into it. Ball shot. And, went, oh, and it was the first time I remember going, oh, that, that hurt because I walked into something. And I was like, oh, it hurts way more. Yeah. What is that? But I think we weren't aware. We didn't defend it enough. No. And yeah. now we're aware of it's a weak spot. Yeah. And so we're constantly walking around a little bit more like, so there's no accidental ball hits. I wear a cup. You wear a cup all the yeah, time. Just all the time. Since, since I was 17. It's just, it's just good, good practice. Um, um, okay, wait. First of all, let me ask you a question. What How happened? did your union meeting go today? It wasn't really a union meeting. It was about comics getting together. And, I'm very and, interested in this. And, and fighting for fairness and equality. Um, there's a particular company in the UK that hasn't been paying uh, the comics. Do you want to say or not? Jonglers, I okay, guess. yeah, I've heard of them. Everybody knows who they okay. are. They're they've been teetering off and on off of bankruptcy for a while. Jonglers, I've heard of them. They've been around for a while, right? Yeah, I don't work for them, so it doesn't really affect me. Yeah, but um, it does affect me because it's comics, and right. it's all comics suffer when somebody's getting fucked over. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so they have been paying. What? comics basically they've been pay- not paying like lower level guys is that what you said no well they're owed money like like you make 220 a show for them yeah and then they pay you later by check but the checks haven't been coming oh and uh some people are owed like from eight months ago you know thousands of pounds and so then you would all get together like we don't work that place until you yeah and just like uh, sending them a letter and explaining, like you know, we need to, to hear your plan to pay us before we agree to work anymore for you. Yeah, clubs. people got to step up a little with that. Yeah, and they, it looks like they really are going. There's, it was quite a big group. Or instead of just taking it, that's what I'll do a lot. I'll just be like, they fucking treat their openers like shit. I never even tell them sometimes, like, hey, you can't pay your openers that little anymore. Well, that was the other thing that this meeting was about. It's not even so much as organizing clubs. union, but sharing information. Yeah. So, and it, that really came up with there's a couple of guys that have made some female comics very uncomfortable with sexual 
advances and uh, some guys, some other comics, some promoters, some promoters, yeah. And so these girls, yeah, you should warn them ahead of time. Yeah, we, we hadn't had a, had a way to share this information with everybody so that they could look out for themselves and, and avoid this guy and yeah. stuff like that. So we we're trying to set up a system so that information, like if somebody doesn't pay or if somebody exploits somebody sexually or shows some sort of you know racism or anything like that, we can all just go. Well, we won't. You know, that's a great idea because yeah. all anybody ever does is like. They take their kid away if they see something weird. Like, oh, that's fuck. But it's like, yeah, but he's going to do it to someone else. Exactly. You and think that, something's up enough to take your kid away? Yeah. Share that shit. Yeah. Because they're afraid. What if they're wrong? They're going to ruin somebody's life. Yeah. Well, that's why they're going to have a panel to look into things. But it's a nice thing, you know. And then we. No, I love that. If a cu- some club doesn't pay, yeah. I would want to know. Like, well, they paid this guy last time. It's like, well, they didn't pay these four people. Exactly. So you just be aware. Exactly. Or maybe it was only one time ever. Well, that's what we talked about. It's like the guys on top uh, are going to honor and, and look out for the guys below. So if they don't, if, so even though they have been paying the top tier yeah. and they've been avoiding the guys they think they can exploit, so now everybody's going to stand together on it. I th- yeah, it's nice. And we also talked about forming the comic Benevolence Fund. Which is uh, to take care of comics that get into serious trouble or uh, you know health wise or accident. All of them. Uh, oh, accident. To, yeah. to, to, we're going to do a series of fundraisers so that we have a, a fund ahead of time. Yeah, to take care of people that are in need. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, but here the healthcare pays for everything. Oh, that's another thing we didn't talk about. Yeah, What's the, the healthcare like here? Oh, the healthcare is great. It's incredible. But the healthcare isn't your only cost. So you'll be in the hospital. You won't have any bills from it, but you're losing income. Mm-hmm. You can't you, feed yourself. Yeah, you can't can't pay, can't your, pay rent your rent while you're in there and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, the healthcare is incredible here. Incredible. So you get sick. Let's say you you uh, you're playing basketball and you tweak something, uh-huh. and then. You don't go right away. Like two days later, you're like, this is getting worse. Like, I'm really limping here. I don't know what this is. Well, I have two And you choices. want to go in. Actually, I have three choices. Okay, uh, what are they? I could... Uh, Suffer through it like a man. <laughs> well, none of them <laughs> None of them cost money. Like, okay. not, not even a penny. Um, I can either go to the A&E, which is what they call the emergency room here. Okay. Um, I could do that. What is A? I don't know. But something in emergency? A- ambulatory and emergency, maybe? Okay. I don't know. Emer- emergencorial? Yeah, some some weird word. It's, I know it's got extra use. Everything's yeah. got an extra aluminium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got that, uh, or you can go to your, see your doctor. Yeah. Right. Or uh, you can call a doctor to come to your house. That go to a doctor or call a doctor that comes to your house. Yeah. Okay. Hold you on. might you might have to wait a while though to have a doctor. How, yeah. How long would it take to come to your house? Depends on where do you live and what neighborhood. And so the house call still happens though. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't want to get out of bed because you're fucked. When I, I they, when they thought I had swine flu, I went and saw my doctor, and then uh, he was worried about me, so he he came by my place uh, later that night to make sure I was all right. So you like, didn't have swine flu because it's something like can't wait. Oh uh, yeah, he if just I, I told him I, I, that my wife was out of town at the time. So really, yeah. So he wanted to make sure I was okay since nobody was looking after me. So he just came by. Wow, and, that, and he's and you don't he doesn't get paid by me doesn't work for an insurance company. He just does it for the love of the game? He's a doctor. He wants to heal people and he, you know. Wow. And he makes a good living, but he's not rich. And that's how doctors are here. They make, you know, they make about maybe 150, 200,000 a year. That's a lot of money. But it's salary. Yeah, salary. But yeah. it's not plastic surgeon money. Right. And you think about it, he doesn't have to worry about a lot of things. Like there's no malpractice insurance because, you know, who do you sue so government pays them doctors. Well, you'd be malpractice insurance basically is to pay for the f- next medical cost you're going to have because the failed medical that you received. Right. If it's all free 
It's cheaper. So that plays right. into your insurance too, your car insurance. So most of your car insurance is paying for the other person's medical damage. Well, if they don't have any medical damage, guess what? Oh, your so car insurance is, is way lower here. A lot less. Any type oh, of liability insurance, fuck. every type of uh, legal thing is much lower lawsuits. Because health costs are zero. Yeah. So there's that plays. And into can you get everything. good enough coverage? Which is why lawyers want private medicine in the U.S. as much as doctors do, by the way. Because <laughs> they get a percentage of settlements, right? Yeah, they get to decide, like, it's a one million. Right. And, and the majority of that cost is future medical costs. <laughs> oh, those motherfuckers. Yeah, it all plays into the system, and you don't realize it until you're out of it. So when you go to see a doctor, is the, is the, uh, are you like, oh, I hope this guy's okay? Or is it like, I expect to be healed by this guy because there are differences i know back in canada and we have socialized medicine in canada but the relationship was more american to the doctors where i found i was self-directing what i wanted him to do whereas you have a little less of that and here yeah they don't but they don't put up with dumb people anywhere here but if you start telling a doctor something that he like oh i'm not gonna have my child vaccine you're having your child vaccine (laughs) oh really (laughs) do you have a medical degree do you have a medical degree no you don't so why don't you just sit there and i'll take her wow (laughs) like there's more of a you you know take it and which is good for society whereas america has this who pays the doctors then the government the government they got a government salary yeah and And can they get fired of course for doing, for getting fuck ups, yeah. getting oh, people yeah. die fuck all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're a child's dentist. How are you losing people? Yeah. I would, say, I would definitely say more doctors uh, slide under the radar from bad practice in the U.S. than anywhere wow. else. And that includes you get includes so eye insurance. What's what's profitable? U.S. medicine. Yeah, it is. Um, that was like when I when I heard they were like, we want Obamacare, we want like medical insurance for everyone. I was like, yeah, it's embarrassing how we don't all cover everyone. And then instead of giving us all medical insurance, they just <laughs> made us all pay for the yeah, shitty insurance. That's horseshit. And then the pharmaceuticals got nothing. Oh, my prescription. All, just forced us into the bad deal. All prescriptions here are seven pounds. All prescriptions. All prescriptions. Shh. Every prescription that you there's no, there's every cancer. How much drug your money do they take? What? How much of your money do they take to pay for this? It's my taxes are no higher than Canada, and not that much higher than the U.S. What is a normal? Not okay. Let's not say a comedian. What's a normal person who goes to work at a at a um, I don't know accounting firm? What does he pay in taxes? Oh, that's a bad idea because he does. Uh, taxes. The top end is forty five percent. Forty five percent. But the top end in the U.S. is thirty three percent. Unless you get no, it. way higher than that. Is it? Oh yeah, thirty three okay. is what you start at. You start at like twenty five. I think on the federal rate it's thirty three, isn't it? But you got to pay state taxes. Yeah, but the state tax, of course. When you factor in all your taxes, the U.S. is actually really shitty for stuff. I mean, with California tax uh-huh. and federal tax, it was fucking. It. it was a ton of money. You paid forty percent at least. Yeah. And it was no different than like I mean than Canada at all. But I got free. So how much do you pay? How much does a regular person pay here? Um, Percentage wise, just to taxes, probably about twenty twenty five percent. Twenty twenty five percent. Is there sales tax? There's not. There's VAT, a huge one. Maza, it's twenty percent. What is that? But it's hidden in the price, so you don't. So it's already. It's already. This is. Yeah, all your prices are what they are, but there's twenty percent. That's how weed places do it. Yeah. Don't fucking lay. If you say fifty bucks a. Fucking eighth, then it's fifty and eighth. Don't yeah. hit me with the government's take. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You should already do that. Yeah. 
That's what they do shitty in Colorado. In California, they get it right. Here's the price, obviously. Well, they do that. Most places in the U.S. and Canada do that because it's a way of them protesting tax. And they want to get you mad at tax. Yeah, well, guess what? It worked. Yeah, but you should really kind of be mad at the place for not hiding it in the fucking one thing. They want you to be mad because look what the government's taking. Well, yeah, but I'm giving you 50 pounds for weed and then 7%. That's supposed to be paying for my roads and my my education. It keeps kids. Otherwise, kids would be just walking around the street breaking into shit. Instead, they got a place to go called school because of that tax. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the whole aversion to tax. Yeah. That's what got me all those people pissed off when I was on Rogan's show. You know what it is? <laughs> you know what it is? Here's the, uh, oh, yeah, people got mad at you, right? Here's what, here's what the problem is. It's not that we pay a certain amount to the government. Right. It's that they're so fucking wasteful with it. But we're told they're wasteful. I mean, look at corporations. No, it's such a bureaucracy. It's so garbage. Is there anything more wasteful than a CEO being paid 350 times uh, their their Yeah, but he doesn't take your salary. When you get a salary from him, he's like, I got to give you this no matter what kind of yachts I buy. Right. No matter what I fuck up, here's your salary no matter what. But in America, you work Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and you keep that for yourself. And they say you're done earning money. Now you got to come in on Thursday and Friday and work full days, and you don't get any of that. That all goes to pay for them. And here's the deal. If they just had their shit together, you could work Thursday for yourself. Yeah. You could work another day for yourself and just give them Friday. I'm not going to deny that U.S. government is incredibly inefficient. Those $600 toilet seats never stop. I don't think that's everywhere. Um, I mean, you look at the Danish government. No, I it's think, not everywhere. It's the U.S. government. I don't think anybody's going to accuse them of being inefficient. They're super efficient. Yeah. And the German government as well, to a certain degree, and uh, other governments. The U.S. is on purpose. The government is purposely inefficient because the people in there go through both doors. They go in the commercial world and they go back to the government world. And I guarantee and corporations want to sabotage the government. They want it to be shitty in the U.S. They hate government. No country hates government more than the U.S. <laughs> and, and you're out to sabotage it everywhere because they're the worst they could be good but nobody would let them you know oh they'll let them no they won't they've been letting them nah. the, the government only, the, only, uh, the US has to devolve My, the federal I think they need a new constitution well the, the federal government has to go and the states have to separate into unions so you have the southern union the western union the, the middle union and then the northeast union because they all have different values yeah, to lump you in with Utah when you yeah. live in Los Angeles yeah. it's like what Washington state has nothing in common with Mississippi nothing nothing yeah and it's like but you're both Americans even their garbage yeah. people are different yeah it's it, it, you, civil rights, no discrimination, and then each zone makes up everything after that. <laughs> you know? Right, say murder, we yeah, got that, yeah. no, no matter what. Yeah, so after that, you can, like, oh, you want to become a Christian state? Fine, go ahead. You want to ban abortion clinics? No problem. We're going to put a line of drive through abortion clinics on the other side. And our, right. you know, we'll make a profit. Just like off Vegas it. was, where they yeah. had gambling as soon as you. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, 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 yeah, they have to separate. They should. It's like. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't like thinking about the, the future too much. Yeah. Anyway, okay, back to London. Yeah, we're high, by the way. <laughs> so they should know that. So if there's a big, if there's a big tonal change. Let them figure it out. Place. You're giving potheads a bad name. Just it's let like, it happen. We're like still a, fine. a weed leak in the room. Yeah. All of a sudden, fuck, what well, are that, was the break. <laughs> that was the break. That was the break. There's got to be a palpable change in the So you get, but you get, well, we're still talking about London. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so you get the insurance done, no matter what, you just get that. Yeah. And how much, how much they take? 
40, 50 percent. It's just your taxes. You don't. You don't. Twenty five plus yeah. another twenty. It depends on your on your on your income, and yeah. it goes up. The top is forty five. Top forty five, and then the plus bottom. the VAT. Well, VAT is a consumption tax, right? On so everything you purchase. Yeah, we have that too. Sales tax. Yeah. So you have twenty percent. We have eight percent. Yeah. Sometimes nine. Yeah. Depends on the state. Yeah, the, each state has a different. Yeah. Each county has a different one too. New York's like. 14 percent it's like really new york's high. was always when maryland's was five yeah. was four and a half and then went to five we we're like that's crazy we we're all like new york already has eight and a half canada's two we have the gst and the pst china doesn't even understand the concept of that well yeah because he's just like here's your price man yeah but they do they they make money from the top end they pull money because they own most they own shares in most of the private corporations not the small businesses yeah, but just the ones bodegas that and shit. They're money. just like, here, it's three dollars, man. Give me three dollars. That's how much it is. What's the name of that electronics company? The Huang Huang something or other. Yeah, and that's owned by the the Chinese military. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so all the profits go to their army. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and and they're the biggest maker of telecommunications routers in the world. And, and all uh, that money just goes to the army. Yeah, yeah why? All, why steal it? We can just earn it. It's the Chinese army making what's relaying our cell phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're like, and we're worried sure about the fine. NSA listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, good point. <laughs> it's like the relay is made by the foreign intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's fine. Yeah, Hawaii. That's Kosher what they're people called. people would H- never allow H- that. H-U-W-A-I-I. They're, uh, they're owned by the Chinese military. But all their big companies are. Yeah. Owned by the different sections of the government, so it's not really free market when yeah. when when you're when the people that make your TV own a fucking navy <laughs> <laughs> that could attack if you stop using it. <laughs> All right, but let's talk more about London, though. Right. All right. So you get the insurance. That's good. What else do you get? It's not called insurance here, by the way. It's just there. They laughed at me. I did a joke about going to an optometrist and yeah. and and having them try to upsell me, and they all started laughing. <laughs> They were like literally like ha 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 NHS NHS yeah well yeah there's no it's all, that's all free um, but it's not called insurance though either it's just it's the health service it's just there it's like you don't call it fire insurance the fire department oh right it's just it's the fire department right it's not cop insurance yeah because you don't need insurance the insurance is something it's you paid need for if you need if there's a cost to it <laughs> oh yeah do they have theft insurance here. Like, like got, homeowners insurance? Yeah, yeah, there's homeowners insurance, sure. Because of burglaries. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty interesting way of doing things. Hmm. And you look after the poor, if the homeless? They do it pretty good. There's some I've seen, but I'm in London. I expect to see a lot more. The people that you see on the, are professional beggars in central London. They're like pros. Well, okay, we were hanging out behind, um, behind Metropolis. and right. the, All those people are like begging, you know? In Vancouver, in, in, in Montreal. Oh, yeah. And yeah. somebody was like, no, no, they choose to be here. Our government will look out for them. Just walk through a door. And yeah. if that guy's not completely nuts, that we're, that's, look, we'd but, want to look out for him. That's the problem with homelessness, is it, it, like in North America, particularly, it's mental. It's mentals. Or drugs. Or drug. A lot of drugs, too. But there's also like, there's, when you're, when you're, yeah, the mental will all crazy, slip through the crack. You're, you're going to be paranoid of people. You're not, not going to go in. Help, so, yeah. Those are the, they pay the price for it, you know, but, but the know. drugs are more like, well, this is what I want to do. And it's well, like, drugs okay, make that's you fine. Mental. I mean, you don't do crystal meth and walk away from that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some sort Long of. Long term. Yeah. Oh man! It should immediately. If any drug gives you bad acne, <laughs> that it. should be it. <laughs> you know, that should be it. I think there's nothing I hate in the world more than pimples. <laughs> and if I if what I smoke gave me like massive zits everywhere, like the fucking meth heads, that'd it's be like, a problem. Jesus, what you think this is okay? 
But here I haven't seen much homelessness though. No, there is no, some. There is, but, but I saw more in Camden than anywhere. But if you need a place, you'll, they'll put you up here. There's a, a, the the social infrastructure for social housing is huge here. Like uh, it's something like one in four in London. One in four has, what has assistance to pay for their rent? Really? Yeah. To make sure you can still stay on the same level as everyone else, to, or on a, yeah, on a or similar to keep level, you from being homeless. Right. Yeah. But a lot of wow. people argue against that because it artificially inflates the rental economy. And uh, the reason rent's so high is because the government will pay whatever to keep people from being homeless. So they pay a higher so rate than it would have been. It becomes like a, a transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich landowners. So there's, they recognize there's a problem with it as well. But it works well in the rural areas far more effectively Why? than London. Well, just because the rent's low and there's no pressure to move it up. Whereas here there's foreign and There's plenty of rents to be had. So yeah. like, no, we know how much rents are. We can just pay yeah. this. So a lot of people think that's why. So they're putting cap bans on it and forcing people to move farther out of the city. Huh. Which uh, I wonder if that's what's happening in New York now. Man, yeah, the New York market, I don't know. It's, it's, New York and London are very similar in the fact that they're artificially buoyant from external investment, though. Like everybody in the world wants a flat, in, or not a flat, oh, apartment yeah. in New York. And uh, everybody wants a world, one in London and Paris to a certain degree. Whereas you'll never experience that in fucking Omaha. Tucson. Nobody's like, <laughs> yeah, I need a place in Tucson. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's the local bubble in that. That's why New York prices never really went that down after the no. uh, 2008 crash. You know, God, California. So Jesus, eh? <laughs> that was waiting. Yeah. Then for a while in California, it was like, you better buy a house now or you'll never be able to. You can't afford it now. Just yeah. wait till next year. Yeah, and so people were like rushing to buy these crazy houses, and then it shot down, and people, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, oh that's right, it wasn't going to keep going up forever." Yeah, but for the price of a flat in London, you could go to Manchester and buy like ten. Oh yeah, that's like that in New York <laughs> yeah. too. If like yeah. if you move two hours outside the city, but then yeah. you have to be in a boring part of town. Yeah, Manchester's pretty fun. Fuck Manchester, I don't know. <laughs> um, so okay, let's get back to the comedy then. All right. Unless there's something else I'm missing about, I can't believe I barely remembered about the healthcare system to talk about. Oh yeah, it took me weed to remember that. You always you always hear one or two bad stories about shit though. Like I should because the U.S. will always whenever I've I've talked to Americans, yeah, but I've heard you got to wait years for this, and you do have to wait for certain things. You don't get it like 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 I said before, it's not you telling the doctor what to do. The doctor tells you what to do. But if that was bad, then why was the life expectancy longer? Like if that was bad, why is nobody here complaining about it? It's just getting around that individualism. Yeah, here there is going to be a thing, which is weird because Thomas Paine, who should have been like a not Thomas Paine, uh, John Stuart Mill's the philosopher, the utilitarianism, know. pragmatism, which is a he's a Harvard graduate. Like it's American philosophy, yet it's so abandoned by the people. You know, God, we really have the idea <laughs> that it's like we need to rebel is just completely gone on us. Now it's like whatever we're doing is right. Yeah, and then you're like, no, no, but <laughs> that's what they said before, and then they said no, enough, they're not doing right. Let's leave. It's funny because it's such a fucked up system, but it produces such good food. America, <laughs> yeah. we'll oh take everybody's God. stuff from everywhere oh, too. Man, you guys got the best food. I, uh, like I said, I, I dream about California food, the Mexican, Mexican. food. You'll never the get Mexican infusion. Oh, you never, you'll never stop loving that. And you go then you the get tapatio sauce in other restaurants. Uh, like it bleeds out, so yeah. you get the, the benefits. Yeah, and then it's an anti Ebola. Yeah, that's right. And then New Orleans, fucking incredible. Ooh, the Cajun food. Creole food. Oh, Do they have anything Jesus. like that here? Nothing. The spices. Nothing like it. Nothing. What's the Chinese like here? We we're gonna get Chinese, Chinese the other day, okay. and we got lost. Chinese on that. is okay. It's not bad. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's. I, I'd say. Well, they do Indian best. Like they love Indian. I hate Indian because it just. I hate. For a while, I was like, 
you can't go Chinese in wherever I was and yeah. wherever. And I was like, wait, no, I live in an also not Chinese place. Pretty much you get good <laughs> Chinese anywhere at this point. Yeah, there. it's like it's wherever the China people have gone. Yeah, which is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get it pretty good in like Uganda now. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they also would just get the recipe. Yeah. Somehow to make it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. The Chinese mines down the street. They're gonna have a restaurant up here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Comedy scene, great. Healthcare, good. No, but let's. Okay, but the comedy scene. So everyone gets paid. What's the What's the average you get paid for club spots here? Uh, depends on the club, the size, how many people, uh, whether it's, a, uh, you know, anywhere between 100, 110 pounds for a short spot to 260 pounds for a spot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I always heard about 200 pounds, which is like $300. Yeah. I would say, well, the top club's all 200 pounds. The second level about 160. And open mics. Can you get up at like alt shows that are free shows and stuff? I guess so. Like, how do you start here? You don't know. You didn't start here. I have no idea. Yeah. People ask me how the old mics in New York. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I passed by them. I arrived on top. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to. I don't know how I got yeah. here. But yeah. where did you start? Vancouver. Uh yeah, Vancouver, and then I moved to Montreal. Oh, and then Montreal to Los Angeles. And sure about the Comedy Works? You, you did right. Yeah, yeah I was the house MC at the Comedy Works for uh, a year wow. in the '90s. What a good club! Oh, it's wonderful. It's such a great time. I was never poor in my entire life, and I still remember it as being the happiest I ever was. Like I was, I remember being so poor that me and three other comics, we'd we'd buy stuff and we make a stew, like enough on Monday to last us through the week. So it'd be like a a four day stew, you know, because we were fucking broke. Yeah, I had my phone cut off before the Montreal Comedy Fest. Oh no! Was at it, and uh, that was the first time I ever got any attention. I got a deal. uh, uh, I forget who it was. Warner brothers wanted to give me a deal really and i didn't have a phone so they had to call a comic that lived across the street from me uh-huh. and he had to come over and he didn't really like me but he had to deliver this <laughs> i got a deal <laughs> fucking damn it i'd be in trouble if i don't deliver this all right <laughs> hey enemy oh that's yeah. hilarious i know it's like the worst thing you can imagine for somebody <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Ari, could you go tell Carlos Mencia that he's he's just got a show? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's all going on his inner thoughts and growing up in England. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's great being poor when you're struggling at that level. Where'd you yeah. start? Los Angeles. Yeah, that's yeah. a weird place to start. Jesus. I'll tell you what, though, in terms of being poor there, it's yeah. way more acceptable there. Yeah. There's a lot of poor former actors who are now super rich. A lot of former poor comics who are now super rich. And they sort of, they all went through it. So they're like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I get it. When you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I can. They're like, oh, I'll pay for you. Like, they sort of just get it. Or they don't mind if you're like, I can't come to the movie this week because I don't have enough for it. I remember going to a stag party. Yeah. And uh, somebody hired a, a stripper thing yeah. for it. And I had just enough money to go. And I didn't have any money. And then she came and then they're like, to putting the hat around oh you guys and I had, a, told me I had this a jar of, of change on my car <laughs> i didn't want to not contribute so i had like this big thing of pennies and nickels really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and brought it in and all my friends are looking at me like oh man <laughs> <laughs> change it out before you give it to her don't make her go home with that oh yeah <laughs> grody uh it was. It's funny because you think poverty's bad at the time, and then you look back. It's like that was fun. I didn't. Yeah. No, nobody was counting on me. Oh right. <laughs> Ralphie May told me that once early on. I was a year or two into comedy. He asked me how long I've been doing it. I told him. He goes, "Oh man, that's when it's just fun." Yeah. And I was like, "What are you talking about? I can't feed myself." Driving around doing five shows a week and just yeah. waiting to get on every night. Fuck. 
and thinking you're doing well, and then going back and looking at it and realizing you're how awful you were. I'm going, what the fuck? Why won't this industry recognize me? <laughs> <laughs> like you were a one year open micer, moron. If I had gotten fame when I wanted fame, yeah. I w- it would have been just awful. You could have like, been Polly Shore. Like no skill at all. Yeah. yeah. Just embarrassingly shitty. Fuck. Yeah. That's. Uh, I find old notebooks every once in a while too, and like just do you really? At, yeah, look at the jokes I was writing. Like, you ever go back to their premises though? I've never done this, but I think the premises might be good. But like, oh, this guy had no idea how to do it. Probably the premise is bad too. I had a couple. I used to have a, a joke about a time machine and how I know it'll never be invented or else you know the birth rate would drop off because everybody just go back to just before they're about to fucking come in a girl oh, yeah. and pull out her. And yeah. girls' memory... Or no, the joke was women's memories would just keep changing as they walk around like all the time. <laughs> it's like, hey, oh, we've never met. <laughs> you just every, every yeah. crazy girl that you didn't like. It's like, you know what? Let me go back and not have this relationship. Yeah, this is- <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, women's memory. But I could never make it work. And it was like a, one of my first premises. And I tried oh, to Because you sucked. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have the skill level now necessary can, to make it work. Now I worry sometimes that I can sell stuff that's so shitty. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, man, you're just uh-huh. natu- you can just naturally make people laugh at stuff. <laughs> all the tricks and all the evil little tools. Yeah. Uh, um, do the best comics go up with, with I mean, like, do, do big names work out here? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit, actually. They do. They'll Pretty be at the comedy names. store, they'll be yeah. at the, the Soho comedy. Well, at the comedy Club. store, I mean, Sarah Silverman was down a couple of weeks ago doing sets. Yeah, 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 but that's when yeah. people are in town. That's different. Yeah. That's a visiting dignitary. Oh, I mean, yeah. the big British the, the comics. Big Brit- like, yeah, you still have John Bishop drop down. Michael McIntyre, the guy I was telling you about, he still drops down and does sets all the time. Um, Is this where, I mean, how do bigger comics work out the material? Well, they actually sell tours of uh, in show in progress. Oh, actually. really? For yeah, less money? Lot, you'll see a lot of show in progress. Will Anderson does that. Yeah. Less money. He's like, pay less. I'm working this out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what they do here. You'll wow, really? see them for 10, 15 pounds. Just and so fun. you can't bitch too much because you know, like, hey, well, this yeah. is not my done thing. If yeah, people do Edinburgh shows, work in progress, you know, but they're famous enough. People just still, oh, yeah, let's see what this is happening. Huh. Yeah. Hold on. I should do that when I have to go back to a place before I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. That's what I should do. I should drop the ticket prices down. Yeah, and call it work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have these problems now where sometimes... Hard to write new material because of the expectations? Yeah, or it's like you, it was late. Like, yeah. Well, like this year for doing a special, I was like, I, they delayed me six, six eight months. So oh. it's like, because they were like, they said they could, you could get on Comedy Central, you should try. And I'm like, yeah. all right, but I'm, come on, it's time. Yeah. And they're like, trust me, just wait another two months. And they finally said yes. But then the planning, it took another whatever. Yeah. Who's the production company? Uh, Art and Industry. Oh. Are they doing everybody's? Who? The production company? No, that's just the one I, I used last year. Michelle oh. uh, Caputo and Shannon Hartman. That's so cool. Yeah. Man, that's going to be awesome. Hey, that'll open clubs up pretty much across the board, eh? Yeah. Because the high-level improvs are hard to get into without... Fuck the improvs. They're worthless now. They're irrelevant. Really? They're irrelevant. I used to love the improvs. They're not important. It's become an irrelevant thing. There's a few that are independent-owned. Right. DC, Tempe, um, Dallas... Never played the Dallas one. But the chain ones, man, they're just, they're just irrelevant. They're just big halls. They don't really care about comedy. They've set up these things that don't have any soul in them. Really? The Tempe Improv looks like an individually bit book. The DC Improv yeah. has some of the lowest ceilings in all of comedy. If I couldn't have done my thing at the comedy store this year, I would have tried to do it at the DC Improv. Really? That's a cool built place with poles in the middle of it. But like, 
The he, corporate ones are just the helium has really low ceilings. Too. Helium's great. It's a great one. Yeah. Uh, like I'll do the improvs if I. I don't know if they're fine, but like I don't. I just don't even think about them. I don't. Even I used to think you're right. I used to think they were the only way. Yeah. If you get it, being a touring comic, how to be that way? Yeah. Don't even consider them. I, I've been away from the new American industry so long. I, I got to go back. I have to go back and see what that's all like now. Yeah. It'll be so different, the topography. It's to, amazing. I'll have to start from the bottom again. A lot of them just reap what they sowed. <laughs> you put on shitty shows and try to save money on stuff, well, then people stop coming to you and people start going to black box theaters or, or other clubs start popping up more. The helium's yeah. popped up out of, you know. He's great, the guy that He's great. Isn't he? he cares yeah. about comedy. He'll bonus you when you don't even make. He's like, you know what? You came pretty close, so we made more money. You should have some of this. Yeah, he gave me some shots to headline really early in my career, and it really, really was very nice. Really? Know? That's cool. Yeah. I had Grossman. Like, yeah. Mark Grossman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really nice guy. Always, he got me on the radio. and, and I played Passover, yeah. and they brought me um, in the fridge where they leave all the drinks and sodas and beers. Oh, that's uh, cool. They brought me uh, like a filter fish, <laughs> matzo balls. <laughs> it was oh, like, it was like oh, that's lovely, guys. Yeah, I remember his wife being amazing, too. Really? Yeah. yeah I don't the, know if I met her. Really I met her, nice, met her briefly. Really nice but. family, yeah. And I just heard you open one in Portland, which is incredible. Cause Portland. That, Buffalo. I, really? Um, took Buffalo? O, took o, no, that was always helium. Buffalo, and then he took over uh, jo- to Charlie Goodnights in Raleigh. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Charlie Goodnights. Uh, that's great. But that's they, a room that's got soul. It's but built cool and interesting. It was great. Yeah. And then it got bad. Oh. And then uh, clearly it's going to get better now. But, okay. But at least the fucking build of the room. Yeah. If, you, if the room is built, has some soul in it. It's like, okay, this can be good if you run it right. Well, the comedy underground in Seattle has soul. It's gone now. They moved it. Are you serious? They moved it. That had the most soul of any room I could imagine. I, I would drop a mic stand there. And since it was so many earthquakes that happened, when you dropped the mic, since it was on a circular base, it would start rolling away. Yeah. And you'd like, what? What an awful neighborhood that was. Oh, yeah. You'd walk outside <laughs> drunk after, like, where the fuck am I? Like, oh. And they'd Nobody, be like, see you later. Yeah. Just shut the door. Nobody <laughs> told you that Seattle could get that shitty. <laughs> like, where's Tom Hanks? Where's the... <laughs> Grunge comes out of a place. <laughs> Fraser yeah. is supposed to live here. It can't be like this. <laughs> That's this a different awful. Seattle. Yeah. Um, so they do come in, the big name comics. They come in around here and work out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do, I do, I do like that fucking, okay, I got to remember that, in progress. Yeah. And the, comics, and the top comics bit. here make so much money. There's so many multimillionaires that just tour and do stand-up. Yeah. You know, like my buddy Kevin Bridges, who's like 21 years old, he's from Glasgow, and he became super famous in the UK over a period of a year. And now, I think he made 8 million pounds on his tour. You know, like selling out, like selling out stadiums. Really? Yeah, twenty four, twenty five years old now. Um, uh, it just like immediately, you get fam- famous so fast here, and you sell out like massive. Big. Yeah, it's yeah. weird talking to these guys from Finland, Finnish comics and stuff, and it's like, oh, oh you can there too. <laughs> you can dominate your whole country. Yeah, that's what they do here, and in here too, they also sectionalize it, so you become like Kevin's famous in Scotland. Kevin who? Kevin Bridges. Like Kevin so, Bridges. Massively famous in Scotland. There's an American guy in Ireland that's, ma- that's massively famous in Ireland named Des, Des Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. He's super famous he in Ireland. He's doing a podcast about Beijing. Here playing the club with me. Wow. <laughs> you know? Like just yeah, the- he was asking about how to get into the comedy cellar. Yeah. I'm like, what? And you're yeah. massive? Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, he was talking about certain things. Like, you, you got to live a certain way because there might be a scandal if you, if you get caught doing the wrong thing. And I'm like, scandal? What do you mean? He's like, dude, I'm massive. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 really famous in Ireland. Super yeah. nice guy. <laughs> yeah, really nice. Uh, you got him, have you met his brother Aiden? He's, he brought me to Beijing. I told you that. He brought you to Aiden did? No. Oh, Joe uh, Des. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got to give him a call about that then. Um but no, his brother Aiden's a great uh, comedian too. Really lovely guy. He's his younger brother. 
And he lives in Ireland too? Yeah, yeah, the both of them live in Why Dublin. wouldn't you? Why would you start yeah. from scratch? Why would you do it yourself? Well, he runs a, a night called the, at the International. So it's a cl- comedy club in there. It's re- that's got soul. There's no mic. The International, yeah. yeah. He told me about There's this. There's no microphone and you're like this cube and you're performing to just people that love comedy in Dublin. It's always packed. And uh, yeah, it's just it's an intimate room, maybe 100 people and you go up with no mic and you perform. It's really yeah. cool. And in England, Des has just not gotten that well, it's just the, the, each Barely. region kind of gets right. thrown, you know? Yeah, Bob Marley has that in, in like, Northeast. Yeah, he, he was the first guy I ever remember studying and going, what the fuck? How do you get massive <laughs> in Maine? This, yeah, How is that possible? He used to give his DVD out for free with his ticket price so, and, so that people would give it to other people so he'd get, build fans. Like, just yeah, I'm some, trying to get him on my podcast. The next time I like, find out yeah. where he is or something, I'm going to try to get it to happen. He's kind of super interesting. He does... A new hour every year, yeah. and he just lives in a real nice neighborhood with the fucking richest doctors. He's made a life for himself and, and has been artistic. He was in the Boondock Saints, too. Really? Yeah, he was in that movie. Yeah. So he does some acting here and there. But yeah, it's interesting. Like Everybody has their own take and their own... That's always what's held me back, because I, I have no business skills on right. any level. And it's like climbing. That's where that comes into handy. It makes me sick yeah. to my stomach, and I hate self-promotion. It makes me vomit. I think it causes cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so I avoid it most I've had to commit to just at least shaking hands after the shows. Yeah, when you were doing that the other Taking night. Taking a picture. Was, if you guys want to get a picture, okay, this is the time to do it. A lot of comics I respect really have great ethos about that. One of the things I've recently learned is how to take a compliment and say thank you back. Oh, right. Rather than what well, I used Well, it wasn't my best set. Yeah. I, that one joke didn't go over that well. That was a huge problem of mine. Every you, time cause so, you see other people doing it. Yeah. And you'd be like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, I just say thank you. And I always repeat somebody's name back to them. And that way I can remember it too. And Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like just. Uh, I, I hate taking pictures though. Yeah, that's weird. I hate having to meet strangers. Unless the the one out of like 12 times where it can actually like be interesting and sort of organic. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like, oh, hey, I heard this one thing you said once. And I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I've had actually some great conversations now that I yeah, think about Yeah, here or there. You get, yeah. like, people are into the same topics you're into, but it doesn't become about you. What I hate is drunk people. Drunk people are the worst. Uh, they ruin it for everybody. Because yeah. then if I smell a little bit, I'm like, yeah. oh, no, not worth it. Yeah. Or, and they always stand a little too fucking close. Like push your like shoulder just, down oh, extra hard. Yeah. Make some joke that you're like, what? I didn't get it. They're like, oh, you can't take a joke? I'm like, no, I don't understand what you're... <laughs> just get out of here. Why am I suffering from you? Oh, that's a hard one here, actually, is, is get learning dialects. And accents. Oh, I, must be. I understand maybe a third of what I'm what told. people say. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, some of the accents are so thick in the regions here. Like, I agree to me. And, like, uh, and after a while, you just have to fake and go, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't have a clue what you said, but I can't ask you to repeat it another time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, that's, uh, uh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, let me ask you one more question. Did you oh. ever... Um, oh. 36, 55. Did you ever get um, the um, urge, uh, or did you have to fight the urge to develop an accent or talk like them? No, not at all. Not at all. Not in the least. I don't understand that. Start using the word lift instead of like elevator. Oh, I do use the words. And I know what I really adopted fast was cheers. Cheers. I said, instead of thank you, saying cheers. Uh-huh. Fucking everything. I, I can't even stop doing it when I go back home. I know. Do people mock you? They must yeah. be mocking oh, you. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, British Pete. Yeah, but my accent didn't right. change Your accent didn't change at all. But, but I, was, I just realized what Madonna went through when she came. And people were like, oh, you fucking developed a fake accent. It's like, oh, no, you just you don't want to be an outsider. 
you want to sound a little more like the people that are around you. I find when I'm on stage, my accent even gets more Canadian. Really? But yeah, I'll, it'll 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 morph more Canadian. into even. Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> like, like, I don't know if it gets that bad. But Canadian accent is not a dumb accent, but it's a simple accent. Yeah. It's like it seems like oh, you have such a simple no, no no issue life. Yeah, there's there's definitely there's there might be a part of the brain that if you accidentally hit makes you talk like that. Oh, like, just, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get a pull right through your brain, doesn't kill you, it's but like damaged his metallic cortex because <laughs> <laughs> creates that high pitch quavery. Oh, um, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, uh, the accents are, are devastating. But the words you can't not use, like lorry as one. Like if I say, nobody knows what a truck is here. Uh-huh. But I can't say it. Like if I'm on stage and I say truck. Yeah, it would hurt your business-wise. Yeah, people are just, what the fuck are you talking about? Lift, I don't find. You know, it's interesting. That's the first one everybody brings up. You say lift and sell elevator. You'd be s- surprised at how little you ever say elevator. <laughs> In life? Yeah, yeah. So Lyft isn't really a car. Well, I remember saying it in college when I had my British friends come for the year abroad, yeah. and they would say Lyft. And we, that was one where we knew what they meant. Yeah. Um, but we had an elevator in my dorm, so oh, that's yeah. why it came up all the time. Yeah. There's very few elevators here, so I don't really, you know, I don't bring it. It doesn't bring up much. Lou, I say the Lou. The line. No, when I'm waiting. The bathroom. Wait, bathroom is the Lou. The Q, you say Q up? Oh, fuck yeah. Q yeah. is definitely. Say brilliant a lot more. People say brilliant a lot. Yeah. Say, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, that's, that's so the lingo, but not the accent. Yeah, yeah, you pick up on the words, but I think the words are becoming more universal too. Like, mm-hmm. it used to be like twenty years ago, people couldn't, people would pause if you used a British word. It's no. Hollywood. Yeah. Once media gets around to everybody, look at all the British stars. They dominate yeah. Hollywood yeah. right now. You can't even tell who they are. They're, so, they're fucking. They blend in. Yeah. You can't yeah. even tell to do an interview, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're British this whole time. I think everybody holds that against Hugh Laurie a little bit. Really? Like for Dr. House? Like, when, I think as soon as they realize he's British, it's like there's a little bit of pain. Like, oh, oh yeah. If anybody should be fucking American, it should be House. Yeah. You know? Fucking House, man. He's an <laughs> American know, hero. Know it all fucking doctor that goes, <laughs> doesn't follow the rules. Doesn't follow, yeah. How can that turn out to be a Brit that can love I love that they're still like, House, this is unorthodox. I'm like, come on, man. He saved like 19 <laughs> lives already. Yeah. Stop him. Just let him go. It's so not a British personality. No. Like, like that would be, I, I, every doctor here would be going through a report and uh, would never deviate from the line. <laughs> and just always exactly the same thing. It's yeah. one way to handle this. Uh, um, all right, Petey. Yeah. Where are we going to eat? I don't know. I would figure like, it out. Chinese food sounds pretty good. Yeah. Is there a place around here? No way. Yeah, fuck yeah. We're we're just by spatial fields. Is it spatial fields? That sounds like an actual thing. Spatial, spatial, spitalfield, spitalfield, spitalfield market, spitalfield yeah, yeah, market. Sorry, <laughs> I, I yeah. live here. Um. Shoreditch <laughs> is this cool area, by the way, where it's no tourists. There's nothing to see here. Yeah, it's like Brooklyn. So right, it's Brooklyn. Yeah. There's nothing to actually see there. So tourists wouldn't bother going there. No, there's, no. there's very little for them to Yet see. There's here. no bridge to stop them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could easily come here. Easily, but they don't. And so this is just what, how British people live. Whenever people's like, have you been to a town? What's that town like? It's like, you're getting the tourist experience. This is where kind of British trendy people live. Yeah. This is very trendy. Where do British regular people live? Uh, farther east, farther south. Farther east. Farther south. Um, wealthier people live farther west, farther north. So my cousin lives. He's wealthy. Yeah, he lives north. west. Yeah. Um, is he Jewish? Yeah. He lives in Golders Green, I bet. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. maybe. It's like that's like um that place in Brooklyn. Um uh what the fuck is the name of the place in Brooklyn? Williamsburg? No. Williamsburg's trendy. Yeah. Uh, it's also Jewy too. Is it? One that didn't leave. 
I thought it was, was it not the Heights or Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights? Uh, Crown Heights. Crown Heights. Yeah, yeah. That's where that, that riot almost broke yeah, out. Yeah, because the Jewish ambulance. Driving, right? The Jewish ambulance picked up, it, I mean, some car, some drunk driver hit two kids. Black kid and a Jewish kid. Oh, shit. And they called the cops, but you know how long it takes to get up there. Right. So the, the ambulance was coming, and in the meantime, the Jews had started their own ambulance service, and this ambulance, this Jew ambulance, not a state-run anything. Jewish ambulance? Yeah. This, they added, it's like almost like a neighborhood watch. Oh. It's not cops. It's just like we've, we've, we've added some stuff. Which smart. is smart. Yeah, great. Except they went and picked up the Jewish kid and left the black kid there. <laughs> oh, no. And the black kid died. <laughs> Jesus. And then it was some anger. <laughs> you think? Oh, my you God. Think? And it was like they didn't kill the black kid. They weren't the ones that hit the black kid. Oh, but no, man, yeah. that was just, <laughs> they just I mean, hindsight. They're like, we're only supposed to pick, we pick up, we go out of our way to pick up Jews. <laughs> it's really funny yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. You think about how ridiculous that is. I wonder what that kid, that Jewish kid, if he's still around now, he'd probably be like 35 now, right? Yeah, I bet, hey? Yeah, I wonder what, how he feels. <laughs> Great. And it's like, they're children, there's room, pick, take them both. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even think it came down to we have to make a decision because we can't. We only have much equipment for one. That's weird. Um, <laughs> like I, I just, I, I don't know how you'd look yourself in the eye afterwards after you yeah. knowingly left a kid to yeah. die. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, of course that starts a riot. But let me ask you a question, not to be devil's advocate, but if there was a black run ambulance service and they left a Jewish kid to die. Would yeah, there but, have been riots? But I gotta be honest, I don't think they would have. No, they wouldn't have. They would have picked him up. They would have had to seichel <laughs> to pick him up. I, I, it's a great hypothetical, and I see where you're yeah. going. But I don't think they would have. They done wouldn't that. have done it. They wouldn't be riots, but they wouldn't have done it. They would have avoided yeah. the riots. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> moot point. I, I can see maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. they would have just been like, "No, what do you mean? That's a kid dying there. Of course, we're gonna pick him up." The only person I can see. What are we fucking Jews? What are we getting Jews about this? The extra gas would cost us. I can see a 19th century ambulance run by uh, white Anglo-Saxon prov- Protestants, maybe from the Hamptons, doing a similar thing. <laughs> They're below us, <laughs> but that's about it. Really. Yeah, wouldn't be about. But Jews I can or- also see them leaving behind an Irish. Irish kid mm-hmm. <laughs> or an Italian kid. <laughs> We're not going to cootie up our ambulance. Yeah. I bet you there's a lot of ambulances less south in the south of the U.S. that would have done Wouldn't pick up black people? Yeah, but that's what you want to hold as your bar. <laughs> <laughs> as your way out. It's like, the southern redneck people were worse. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's your bar of acceptance. You've, uh, yeah. you've shot low. <laughs> that's where bar mitzvah came in. Once you realize you can set your bar low enough that you yeah, can do anything, as a you're now, yeah, yeah. you can now do commandments. Bot mitzvahs, they still confuse me. They're a different age. No, they're just girls. What? Mm-hmm. What are you? How are you supposed to become a man? <laughs> you become a woman. You accept your own oh, sins. Okay, I thought it was. Like you accept a, your own sins. You become a full-grown adult. Thirteen-year-old girl. Now you've become a man. <laughs> it's kind of a mandatory transgendered bat mitzvah. The parties are all made up. That's all American. It's all gifts, right? It's supposed to be just like one little prayer you say at synagogue. Mm-hmm. Not even you. The dad says pretty oh, much. He's saying you're now responsible for your own sins. I thought the dad pointed at it for you. In the book, while you read it. That's all American stuff. Oh, really? You're first able to do that. You're first legally allowed. But you can be president at 35. No one's going to vote for a 35-year-old to be president. No, no. You know what I mean? So there's no, like, 13-year-old rabbis out there. 
No, that's that's one of the things that freaks me out about evangelical Christians. Oh yeah, the they young got ones, the, the kid preachers. Ah, we <laughs> have to go. Like, oh, they're so cute. Yeah, but who's dumb enough to follow a kid? Preacher? But he's like six year old, and he's yeah. going. You've seen that kid? He grew up through the church. Yeah, he grew up through the church. <laughs> And he start. You see pictures of videos of him as like a, yeah. a, like a barely able to talk. And he's like three. Yeah. And yeah. then at sixteen, he's like a real leader. Oh, religion's just so religion's healthy. so fucked. <laughs> it's Why healthy. would you ever believe in any of that? No, you should fight for anybody's right to be that dumb. Your God allows <laughs> him to mislead people that much, and you're going to still worship him? He's a fucking punk, your God. Yeah, you're almost better off like just being the opposite of everything and following Satan. <laughs> Yeah, at least you know he's got an edge. He's done something cool. Yeah, <laughs> where's a leather jacket? Well, I love how that the the the, the term Satanism still pops up in the news in the states like it's real. Yeah. Like you'll still see it. Like that's one it's of more the like thing. nihilism now. It's it's one of those things that that is really funny because that again couldn't happen over here. Like Satanism, everybody would be like <laughs> satanic rituals. Yeah, uh, come no. on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think you're, but you actually see it in the news where it'll be like a, a child abuse mixed with Satan, Satanism and it'll hit like a, a local news station and they'll report it like that's real. Like there's, <laughs> like there's really Satanists. <laughs> Come on. There's not really fairies and there's not really fucking <laughs> you're right. leprechauns. There's not Satanists. There's not people doing satanic rituals, yeah. like large groups of them. Oh, I know. It's some college to kids do once with a gerbil it's religious people trying to and they're not into it they're just like hey let's be satanist today yeah yeah it's like dressing up <laughs> yeah, i don't really worship anything <laughs> i don't really like the taste of pigeon blood but it makes it makes the <laughs> yes, spells that work. dress up people that go a little far they don't really believe any yeah. of it yeah it's all horseshit wow they sell that story to us all the time i buy that and story nothing gets christians more riled than thinking there's these imagine it's like professional wrestling it's about, worship the other side yeah satanists are like the professional wrestling of religions like it just isn't real <laughs> wow yeah Pete, yeah. if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? Uh, just listen to your podcast on a weekly basis, <laughs> and then you'll keep them up to date for me. Is that all right, buddy? <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have any gigs around? Do you have any gigs coming I'm on, up? I'm on this will tour. be out today. I'm on tour in the UK right now. You can go to my website at www.petejohansson.com. You got to do better than that, because Johansson's going to be sold nine different ways. J-O-H-A-N-S-S-O-N. Just Google me. I'm the only fucking oh, yeah. Pete Johansson that's going to pop you put up. Pete Joe Actually, H there's a Swedish singer. Up. If you put in Peter Johansson, a Swedish singer that you are going to fucking hate will pop up. Really? Yeah. Oh, just What's his name? Peter Johansson. Fuck. <laughs> Come on, Reed. <laughs> Actually, you might not hate him. He's, he's just sort of like he's a crooner. Actually, he might be I'll a singer. Nice the guy. outro music. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. Check that out. I'm on tour here. I'm going to, you know, whatever. You're not PeteJohansson.uk.com.gov? I might own that, too. I own okay. all of them. Uh, actually, I st- my Twitter account is hilarious because when I was on the Rogan show, yeah. I had my Twitter account, which is Ascarius, yeah. E-S-C-A-R-I-U-S. And then Joe thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. So Red Band went on and got my name, which Pete was still Johansson. available, Pete Johansson. And they started on that show. And like that show added 1,500. So now I've got two Twitter accounts. You use them both? Yeah, but one's like, it's like 3,500, the one that he did. And then I've got mine was like just under ten, and it's like, what the fuck? From <laughs> <Like, laughs> one day you got that, and I was I was just gonna abandon one, but you can't abandon one with yeah. that many people. Like that's kind of useful. Like yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So I got two Twitter accounts. Merge them too. somehow. I, I like my Facebook page more than anything else. Anyways, yeah, so. Facebook's bigger in Europe. Yeah, it's yeah. a promotional. Is tour. Twitter huge in the U.S.? Yeah, 
Oh, More really? than Facebook. Facebook, nobody even likes him out. Really? Fan yeah. pages do really well over here. They have them. I don't know anybody promotes with them. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start my own podcast someday, too. I've got the title and everything. What's the title? It's gonna, it's, well, I've already bought the domain. It's called The Atomic Brain Company, right? Okay. And it's uh, 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 strong ideas uh, fail with strong premises. And it's just like about, it's just going to be like uh, uh, pretend know it all shows about things, you know? Oh, like Cliff Clavins? <laughs> Yeah, kind of nice. like that. Yeah, yeah. Except, yeah. Except nice. Pushing, I was going to like do a, a sports commentary thing, like, but not knowing anything about anything. Yeah. The problem with these guys like LeBron is you can't, <laughs> you can't pass for these, this many yards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just Without get, giving it. All right, yeah. Just get everything wrong and be committed to it. But anyways, I'm going to start that next week. I bought all my stuff. Like, I'm going to really work on it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna. You talk I heard great. this thing a long time ago. David Taylor told me this. He goes, anybody tells you they're they're gonna start writing, that's just someone who is not writing yet. Same goes for working out. Same goes for anything in life. I'm about to start doing this. All right. Hopefully you will. Uh, you did buy the equipment again. No, I'm quitting. <laughs> I've been talked out of it. You're not gonna say I'm gonna start doing comedy again. You've never stopped doing comedy. That's true. That's true. I gotta tell Laid once. What I got him? I got I got him. I gave him a girl. Really? Yeah. No, not a tell. David Taylor. Oh, I was different guy. David Tell. Yeah, I mumble. He was never nice to me until I got him laid. Oh, was sure, like, well, sure, that would change anyone's opinion of you. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey. can't hold that. You can't make that weird. Of course, <laughs> you should be nicer then. <laughs> um, all, right. all right, Pete. Yeah, this has been lovely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Brilliant. So there was the episode. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> I love that. Like, what'd you think of it? He told me all about the healthcare and shit here. I think it's like a 12, uh, 12 hour wait if you want to see someone in the hospital. Oh, that's what you've heard. That's what I heard. I heard a politician on the BBC saying no one he should wait more than 12 hours. Someone said. We should ever wait 12 hours. More than 12 hours. 12 hours, normal. More than 12 hours, inappropriate uh, I don't, <sighs> um, I'm going to wait to get an STD test uh, I think so what <laughs> I don't know <laughs> oh you mean yeah 12 hours 12. he was like you know what fuck it <laughs> oh yeah that would be way too long I've done that before and it's like I'm waiting to have sex with somebody to get a test <laughs> to make sure I'm like okay I'm like we should wait and then um, and then they're like oh you got to no, you gotta like sign up for this or wait all day. I'm like, oh, I'll come back tomorrow. We'll sober up by then, yeah. Yeah, I'll just use a condom. Um. Anyway, that's the episode. So thank you, Pete Johansson, for talking to me. Uh, he says he's gonna start his podcast again, but we'll see. And all right, that's it. Come check me out. I've gotten a lot of cool submissions for the 2015 tour shirt. Catherine, where can people find you online? At Catherine Ferns. And we have to spell my name. K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. A-R-I-N-E. F-E-R-N-S. It's how Catherine Hepburn used to spell it. That's your website? No, that's your Twitter account. That's my Twitter. Okay. Do you have a website? It's CatherineFerns.com. Sure. No one had that. <laughs> no one. No. You're totally fine. You could have waited another two years. You'd be fine with that. <laughs> um, 
All right, I'm done with uh, my trip, everybody. It's been a wonderful trip for Denmark and Munich with my brother and his family, and then uh, some stuff from here. In London, I met with my cousins from that I knew a long time ago, my German cousins that live here, or Paris now. All right, this this episode's done. Back to America. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Pete. Cheerio. Cheerio. Yeah. One eighty-seven. Warehouser in Lo- American warehouser in London. Um, goodbye. Check my website at rashafir.com for all my tour dates. Goodbye. Mrs. E. Roosevelt never heard me shoot my gun. Mrs. E. Roosevelt didn't even know I owned one. Somewhere between a cobblestone floor and a slated wooden ceiling. Cuddle in my semi automatic, what a very fuzzy feeling. Cartridge at the sun. La la la. Empty in a cartridge at the sun.